Welcome to episode 40 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In the land of chill. Chill? Yeah, it's Nagareth. Oh, okay. Uh, I am Steve, a.k.a. Kilowagi, with me on the other side of the table. Scott Prime. Welcome to month two of the year prime. I was leaving it open for something, and I was hoping it wasn't going to come, but uh, yeah, that's what I thought. I won't ramble on a whole lot about the year of Prime, Good. but so far, yeah. in the month of February, we've had, uh, we came off an exciting Critter Bowl, mm-hmm. and then we, uh, you know, the Patriots uh, won another championship. That's four. Yeah. Um, which is uh, pretty awesome. It doesn't matter how they want it. It just, and, you know, after the next Super Bowl, they're gonna, everybody's going to see in the What you need of, to do is buy your kids' Seahawk jerseys. <laughs> Why's that? Whenever they have a hard test, uh-huh. you can have them wear them. That way you'll know their past when they shouldn't. Oh, hey. hey. I saw it online. You've been, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, not all me. What other good things about the Euro Prime so far? Oh, I, I saved Skylands. Twice you've saved Skylands? Well, not... Tw- I mean, just once this year, though. Okay. I mean, yeah, in my life, I've saved Skylands twice. Yeah. I was a great portal master. I conquered the, uh, the Skylanders Swap Force you- as a 40-year adult, which makes me kind of weird. Well, yeah. You also do a Blood Bowl podcast. That, so That is true. And uh, you picked up a new nickname. I, I did. The Rat Killer. <laughs> well, I, I yeah, I might have lost two league mates. <laughs> Me out. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, friends of the podcast, Alan and John, both play Skaven in our league. That's right. And I had to play both those teams. One this week, I played John's number one team, probably in the league. They were mm-hmm. undefeated. Yeah, I uh, played them with my ogre team. Um, I got a hundred and ten inducements. I decided just to take the extra reroll. And uh, had eight casualties against him. And remind, reminding people that this is your three agility ogre team. I have one guy with three agility. Yeah, but it makes it a whole different team. It kind of does. I have no doubles on that, even with random yeah. anything. Um, I, do so, have a, I do have a four-edge snotling that I have not cut. He has four armor and four-edge. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> so eight casualties? I had eight casualties. By the end of the game, I think he he had... 13 people to begin with. By the end of the game, only two made the field. Yeah, because he set up for the last drive. Well, he fouled out people. a couple of guys, and another one was knocked out and mm-hmm. stuff. So it was pretty awesome. Because he had the strategy, you're not going to take my best guy. I'm going to go ahead and foul you, get caught, so you can't do that. Right. So Speaking of that strategy. So the Ogres won 2 nothing. So then I played uh, Allen's Skaven team, the Sabagatos, the Skyrie Sabagatos. And, uh, yeah, my Chaos Pack team, I was actually really worried about this game. Alan had his one-turn score. He got the kickoff. He t- scored in one turn. Uh, he left him on the field, which was different for Alan. Yeah, he tends to bench those good guys. Uh, which I totally disagree with because I think you play your best players. But mm-hmm. um, So he had his guy on the field. Uh, he had an opportunity. I piled on with my Minotaur, and he surrounded me and... Also, unlike Alan, he decided to foul me, which right. he probably should have. It's probably the smart move, but he thought, if I get caught fouling, no big deal. Well, he misses the foul, and then uh, my ogre, <laughs> my Minotaur stands up, blitzes him. Uh, I get the pow. And this is on his one-turn touchdown guy? 
This is always one turn touchdown guy. Which in a random league is a hard as hell to get. <laughs> right. Um, I only roll a seven for the armor. I have to do the uh, mighty blow to eight. I have to. Uh, uh, I did not injure him. I went ahead and piled on or whatever. Um, so uh, I hurt him. I rolled a 61 for the uh, death. And he was actually debating whether or not to use his apothecary. Because mm-hmm. he was like, I I might just let this guy go. He's such a bloat. And I feel like there's pressure on me when you have a one-turn score. And let's not forget, Alan does have a 6 AG gutter runner. Right. And he doesn't like us giving him a hard time. You know, because everybody, everybody's like, God dang it, one-turn score, mm-hmm. everything else. So I was like, dude, you have to. He's like, yeah, you're right. So... Rolled it again, and I was just hoping he'd be out because I didn't want to kill his. I did want to kill his best guy, but I, I do feel bad about it too. Right. That means my time's coming. And I rolled like a 67. So he's dead. <sighs> Last year's league MVP. The next closest person to star status, wasn't it? Or legendary status? Uh, in the league, yes. Yeah. In the league, yeah. Um, he has a. He I think tied he had a rec- 129. Right. He was on pace to break a touchdown record. Yeah. Uh, he's Pretty not gonna, easily. He's not going to do that. Probably not, no. Uh, but he did tie the record. Uh, was it 18 in our league for an eight-game season? It might I might say 17. Maybe it's 17. Yeah. Um, and also in that game, I got six casualties. Um, Halleck <laughs> the man bull, he got three more casualties, which puts him in sole first place in our league for a record number of casualties by week. Taking over. For the whole season. For He, he broke the record of Ceranic. Who was on my Ashfall Scorchers. Right, who had 12. Who had 12. And she had Mighty Blow and Pylon. She was a blitzer. But she did not face a single stunty team. Yeah, come on now. And she only faced two teams that even had seven armor. You know, this is like the guy arguing with me that Tom Brady wouldn't have the fourth Super Bowl if somebody didn't pass the ball. I can only play who I'm scheduled against. It's like your season consisted solely (laughs) of the Lions. From the one year that they went winless. Okay. Regardless, <laughs> I have 15 no, casualties yes, regardless, you through, have through six weeks, which is pretty impressive. I just have a feel, like a weird feeling that this guy's going to die before well, the end of the season. What? But I don't, either way, I'm Because Action Jackson, he got legendary status. Only the third player in our league to get it. That was also during week six of our mm-hmm. league. So I'm thinking what happened is he found an agent who he's going to sign with, who is like, what can I get you to sign with me? Well, I want to keep the touchdown record. So go ahead and get rid of that Skaven, and then we'll oh, talk. Oh, yeah. So I think there was a hit out. You're saying Halleck the Man Bull works for money? Bader's Blackhearts. I'm like, yeah, they're yeah. all a bunch of thugs. Just buy him a couple of cases of beer. So, yeah, my two, my two games in week six, I had a total of 14 casualties. All against Skaven. Now, I will say, in Allen's game, even though I had him down to six players, he still scored on me and put pressure on me to score, and then he was one space away from scoring on the last play because he did the chain push thing. Mm -hmm. He just didn't have enough players to make it work. Uh But he was that close. So, I mean, I hate Skaven, man. (laughs) I don't know why. You just destroyed two I know that, but you can never run far enough away from him. You count the spaces, you're like, I'm, yeah. I'm nine away, and then that guy gets there, and I'm a blitz in, you're like, what? Yeah, and he has two strength. Yeah. 
Now, my hookers did it in the blizzard. That's what was kind of cool about it. The fans were against yeah, me. Really... There was 18,000 fans versus my 9,000, and there was a blizzard. And right off the bat, John was about to score, one-turn score, because he got the quick snap. He fell in the end, He fell right before the end zone, mm-hmm. tripped, and the rest was history. Yeah, I was about to win 2-1 to one with my Vespula, my Valmarian's Vespula, my Chaos Dwarves, against Kevin's undead team, the Departed. Mm-hmm. And... Right at the end zone, he trips and falls. And he got so pissed, he threw the die and was cussing and cursing. Mm-hmm. And I start my turn. And then he's like, wait a minute. That one has eight movement, not seven. I didn't have to go for it. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, there was yeah, dice. Yeah, you get the touchdown. There was dice <laughs> flown through the house like a bullet. I, I couldn't do it. I, I, it's not like I couldn't give him the touchdown. We knew for sure she had eight movement, and he was going on his eighth movement. So. Into the end zone, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, it uh, happens. So that's our league update that we normally don't have. But, um, it was a very entertaining week. It has been. It's actually a very good season for the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. We have, uh, we have mathematically, going into week seven, I think uh, five teams in one division that's still five or six that are fighting for the playoff spots. Out of eight. Yeah, there's only one team that's clinched so far, so it's uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. So, anything else you've been doing? Just getting ready for Oklahoma and Spikey. That's right. Some good stuff coming out of that. Getting sponsorship from Real Jordan again, so that was nice. Oh, very very nice of him. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Something we'll touch on in the third segment. We're going to touch? There's going to be touching in the third segment. Is that what mm-hmm. I'm hearing? As always. We hold hands this whole podcast. What are you talking about? Well, I don't count that as touching. That's being friendly friends. Oh, Middle Eastern friendly. (laughs) Speaking of friendly friends, the first segment we're going to talk about, we're going to take a tour of the old world once again. We're going to bring some, I don't know how you say it. We got a lot of good feedback last time, so. Yeah, you guys like the uh, stuff that we talked about, the Skaven, so this time. I think they were probably just happy we put fluff in the fluff podcast, so. Um... (laughs) What do you mean? We always talk about fluff. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to, uh, in the second segment, we're actually going to interview some jokers from the north. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you thought we were talking about Johnny being extreme, but that's not true. You'll just, have to, you'll just have to wait and listen. Okay. And then in the final segment, we've got some tournament talk. We're going to talk about um, Oklahoma Bowl. We're going to talk about Spiky. We're going to talk about Critter Bowl. And we're going to talk about this scar. And the tournament series from the NEF. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And that too. So we've got a lot of things to talk about. That's it. All right, let's go on. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Okay, our first segment this month is going to be talking about some old world fluff in the actual universe of Blood Bowl. So we we encourage people to use fluff. That means create maybe a city, a town, a location, an area, and maybe a mascot for your team because nobody wants to go watch a team called 
we uh, we throw bombs. Right. I saw something like that on a fumble or something like that. Throw the rocket or something. Anyways, we don't we don't encourage that because I didn't watch the Super Bowl to uh, watch the Brady Bunch versus um, the Hockett to Yes. Oh, nice. See, so I, I didn't you know I didn't watch Super Bowl for that. I wanted to see the Patriots and the Seahawks mm-hmm. battle it out, and um, so. We're going to visit the land of Nagaroth, or the land of chill. And this is primarily from Warhammer fluff, right? Yeah, I mean... I mean, pretty much any Blood Bowl fluff or world creation is taken from Warhammer fantasy, right? Well, yeah, I like to think of it in that same world, but really it's probably more like a... You know, if the Marvel Universe is set in the 616 universe, then... For now. For now, right. And so this might be our 617 of the uh, yeah. Warhammer universe. So it's a At little At a point parody. in the past, it split off, and they started playing Blood Bowl instead of doing battles. Right. But they still have the same lands and everything. So that's why we say if you're going to look for a place, go to Warhammer and look there. Oh, yeah. There's... And Warhammer Fantasy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Warhammer Fantasy and stuff. So, uh, so we're going to talk about the land of Nagaroth. And um, if you would look at... Uh, a world map of our world, this would probably be the area that, like, for North America. Right. Um, it's called the Land of Chill. It's uh, across the Great Ocean, which is, you know. Makes sense, since right. this was a G- an English game. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the Dark Elves kind of occupy the northern eastern part of the Land of Chill. You know, um they split off from the High Elves, and there was a big war or something like that. Right. So they split off and came here. If I remember and... correctly, <clears throat> one of them was banished and for going against their gods, and they went to Nagareth. Yeah, uh, they worshipped, the, I think it's the god of Cain. Mm-hmm. K-H-A-I-N. Yeah, I looked it up when I was doing my, like one of my Dark Elf teams for a tournament. Right. Um, they're known for controlling the seas and stuff up north and everything else. Oh, it's also where I got the Black Phoenix Ravagers. Right. Yeah. And and that's where I got um, my team, the Dark Darkota Sea Wolves mm-hmm. and stuff. So, uh, you know, sailors and stuff like that. Um, it's supposedly they go around and they, they sail the seas and they take slaves and everything else. Now, this land, I guess, from everything I've read, and I, I'm just reading this off of uh, Warhammer Online Wiki. So anybody can do it. I'll put it in a link in our show notes and stuff on the on the website. So if you want to go there, um, so this land is uh, you know cold and frigid. It has big mountains where like the Rocky Mountains are in America. Mm-hmm. Those are the the Black Spine Mountains here in Nagareth. Um, you know, they're snow tipped. There's harpies and manticores and stuff like that. that it's a lot of there. chaos, isn't it? Yeah, this is, from the way I understand it, and if my reading comprehension is correct, um, you know how um, we were taught that, what is it, is it, Pan, not Pangea, but back when, what's the land bridge between Alaska and oh yeah and Russia that yeah. was there uh, at one point? Jeez. That's where the chaos kind of poured in. Okay. Uh, um, I think there's uh, a tribe, you know, like the Greenskins came over. There was humans mm-hmm. and uh, the Hung, which if, from what I remember, I just some chaos like barbarians and stuff. Um, so the Dark Elves basically came in and took over. Uh, they either wiped out those people or they took slaves. Um, and like I said, they're up in the Northeastern. Uh, so in my head, they're New York, Buffalo, yeah. you know, all the that New England area, area, New England area up through what would be Canada and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but there's little 
I, I envision little outposts throughout. Yeah, I'm sure. Even though they don't maybe occupy everything. Um, so the the Black Spine Mountains, like I said, are like the Rocky Mountains. They go down through um, the, um, I guess, what would be our West Coast here in America where California stuff mm-hmm. is. On, on that map is, like, if I remember correctly, it's like the Broken Isles is what they call yeah. it or the Broken Wastes. And it looks like a... To me, it reminds me of like what if California and all those places had tremendous earthquakes mm-hmm. and you know chaos and stuff ensued. So there's that. Um, there's a um, near the as the mountains come down south, there is a thing known as the bottomless pit or the pits of Zardoz. Zardoz? Zardoz? No, not Zardoz. <laughs> uh, Zardoz, I guess Connery. is how it's pronounced. Uh, Z A R D O K. Okay. And it just reminds me of like where our Grand Canyon is mm-hmm. here in America. So I mean, there's things to play off of there. Um, the Black Spine Mountains supposedly have uh, these black dragons that roam that area and stuff like that. That supposedly came from um, you know the, the elves back yeah. in the day and stuff like that. Yeah, I was thinking one of the times when I was thinking about doing a slinging team with my wizards, I was thinking they'd be the uh, Black Spine Dragons or something. Yeah, see, I <laughs> just sounds. I mean, yeah. Well, that's it's, ironic because it's an easy one to go to. Because that is exactly one of the names I had for my dark elf team. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I worked for months to come up with something I thought was good enough. I just thought that one was too easy. Yeah, the Black it really dragons. is. Uh, but it's there. Hanging fruit, but yeah, it's there. <clears throat> exactly. Um, so um, there's another place here, and I'm trying to find it: the Forest of Arnhem, which is a non-pine forest that lies south. And they continue all the way uh, south to the coast of the Straits of Fear, which, I, 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 if I remember correctly, is kind of like Atlanta, you know, like uh, Florida, like Cape Georgia, Fear. Florida, and stuff like that. Yeah, in that area, There's supposed to be these forests there. So, in my mind, if I ever wanted to do a non-traditional elf team, you know, you can make them come from there, mm-hmm. something like that. Or if you wanted a dark elf little settlement, you could do that as well. Uh, back to the Dark Spine Mountains. Underneath, like, all this land and stuff is supposed to be a big labyrinth of, like, underground tunnels and caves. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming that's where maybe Jarvis got kind of this inspiration for his Dark Elf team. Because if you look at the second edition stuff, it talks about them playing in caves and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So I assume that's where this comes from. I don't know for sure. Like, Sounds good. Like, the Dark Side Cowboys supposedly played in caverns and stuff like that, you know. Anyways, did they play in a dome? A dome? Yeah, the Cowboys in the seventies. Oh, the real yeah Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I don't know. They might have. I can't remember. Might be a meshing of all that. Yeah, it might have. Um, been. Anyways, there's uh, all these, like I said, underground tunnels. A lot of them with water in it and stuff. And this is known as the Underworld Sea. Okay. So they can travel around and take these shortcuts through the land, while other pl- people have to you know go around and stuff. Um. What else do I have for you? Does it give any mention to Amorica? Because in Blood Bowl, they talk about Amorica, you know, Nuffle no. Amorical football at right. EF when it was first found, which, of course, is the in, NFL Hall of Fame in Ohio. In this in this entry, there's nothing about the word Amorica. Right. I Googled Amorica, and you get things that say, like, it's the Black Crow's third album. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I did not know. Well, the one remember the old album with the um, pubic hair coming out yeah. of the bikini that was Amorica. Oh, 
Okay. So, anyways, and then there's a lot of pl- websites that just have ac- lists of acronyms, like for NAF. So that's where that's at. Okay. So there's not really anything on there. Uh, no, I think <laughs> a Oracle was made up for Blood Bowl, but I, I could be totally wrong. But from the little research, I'm pretty I sure did, it is made for Blood Bowl. But right, since that's our but podcast. there's not like a. No, I mean, there's, there's no, no like entries or further information locations about it. in the in the Warhammer world. Now, if somebody knows different, go for it. Let yeah. me know. Um, so, with this Underworld Sea, they have all these like places where this opens up to the to the outside world, and these are called like the, they call them the gates and stuff. So there's there's places called like the Underway, the Doom Gate, the Hex Gate. Like the hex gate, it says here that it comes out uh, at the cold water lakes in the mountains. Uh, the witch gate comes into a large sea inlet on Nagra's west coast called the Witch Sea, huh. and all these things. And, and there, so there could be a golden gate. Yeah, I guess so. If you wanted to come up with your own, yeah. Like these, the these are like yeah. right. Yeah, these are like I guess the bigger and most popular ones or whatever. There's the sewer gate, which comes out in the unnamed lake. The Wrathgate, which comes in the land of the western edge of the mountains, just south of the Kraken Lake. At one hmm. point, I thought, you know, like Wrathgate, Kraken. So that one's also very easy too. Yeah. But. So, so there's uh there's those for the underworld sea. Um, this information also goes on to talk about some of the wildlife, and it it's mainly like chaos creatures. It's you right. know, harpies, manticores, hydras. Uh, they throughout um. Lustria and even up into Nagareth, the the cold ones, the and lizard men. Or Lustria whatever. is South America, right? Lustria is like our South, our present day South America, mm-hmm. right? Then that's where you get the lizard man teams or Amazon. the Slons or yeah, the Amazons or even some you know Norse outposts if okay. you want to. Yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about that some other day. Um, what else? It's uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, it's ruled by the Witch King, the 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 people of Nagareth. Yes. Um, their settlements supposedly are just like these almost isolated big towns that they call towers or whatever. And there's, uh, and a lot of people I think I've seen in tournaments kind of go to these towers for fluff. If I remember correctly, the towers are actually floating islands that have um, settlements on them that were broken off from mainland okay i i have nothing here that says they're floating okay but they're big okay like that's why i remember because like i said this is where i got the black phoenix ravagers because the black phoenix was a tower maybe it's called something else or forget but it's not like it was a boat in their universe they said that it was like it was a broken off spire that was that wanders around the oceans well, here, I'll read off this first entry, and we'll see what we got here. It says, Nagras has several cities and features due to the desolate nature of the surrounding landscape. Dark elf populations are very concentrated in these areas. Nagarond, the, the Tower of Chill. Nagarond is the uh, most mighty of all the cities in Nagareth and is the seat of the Witch King. Its black stone walls rise 100 feet from the ground and set within them four vast gateways with doors of iron 55... Iron 55... 50 feet high uh, doors. I'm sorry. <laughs> Within the city walls, at its pinnacle stands the Tower of the Witch King, 
With his tall tower, the Witch King rules his domain with a will of iron. It rises high above the rest of the city, for it's the great impenetrable fortress of its own right. The Black Guard are based in Negron, and so the, they're the people that you know guard the, the Witch King. The other cities are like Herganeth, uh, Grand, uh, Clar. I'm probably not saying these right. Clarn Conrad, and then there's Karn and Car. <laughs> These yeah. are like the Tower of Despair. Oh, okay. Um, I figured out what it was. Harganeth is the city of Cain, the the old uh, chaos the cult god. Of Cain. Right, mm-hmm. the cult of Cain and, and executioners. I I thought about having a a dark elf team with the mascot as just the executioners. Mm-hmm. I also felt that was maybe a little too easy. Yeah, but some. But sometimes it's great. Um, another one here is a uh, Haggraf, which is the Dark Craig. And I almost did that for the Seawolves. They were the Dark Craig Seawolves before mm-hmm. I, I went with Darkota and just kind of came up with my own city area that was similar to the Dakotas here yeah. in America. What I was confused with was uh, when the Dark Elves were driven from the elven homeland of Ulthuan mm-hmm. following a cataclysmic civil war, they fled northwards on giant floating citadels of rock to the dark and foreboding lands of Nagaroth. Mm. So I think... In this is on Wikipedia. I just went there real quick. Um, I think in one of the stories I was reading, like the, it also says that they made these six heavily fortified cities. Mm-hmm. But I think those towers, or the, uh, the citadels, are still floating around. Okay, they and, could be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is from an, another wiki site too. So this is not. This is not really stone. our. High knowledge area, and I mean it. It, it is what you created. This is going to give you a base at this um, point, yeah. And um, so uh, black back to the Black Spine Mountains and how I talked about what was south uh, up north. They kind of turn into I think what's called the uh, Iron Frost Mountains, if I remember correctly. I got my little notes right over here. Yeah, the Iron Mountains and the Iron Frost Glacier, which is, you know, the you know like Arctica or whatever coming down. Right. Um, the Dark Elves supposedly also have these watchtowers all set up and kind of you know how like in um, what was oh what's the show, um, Game of Thrones where they're watching mm-hmm. they're watching the wall. These guys are basically watching for chaos and stuff oh. because they don't want the forces of chaos to pile into their lands and stuff like that. But there's hmm. plenty. So which one came first? Mm. But there's, there's plenty in the land of Nagareth. If you wanted to, um, I remember talking to, uh, T Lawson, Tim over on pitch invasion. When we left uh, chaos cup, he handed me like his roster and his fluff behind his team. And they were kind of, it was a fluffy blood bowl theme, but, the town he was using was New Orleans, if I remember correctly. Okay. And I was thinking, like, you know, like, oh, man, I need to. And I never, never did this. So I'm sorry, Tim. But I, I thought I should send Tim a map of Nagareth so he can f- figure out, like, an area or location or a city near what would be our modern-day New Orleans, but would also be a, a city or area in Nagareth, you know. Okay. So he could make it. Completely in the Blood Bowl universe, you know. It was just my thoughts. Makes sense. So there you go. Now you know some some knowledge on Nagareth and the Dark Elves. Yep. 
I'm still looking for more information. About yeah, that I can nothing. tell by your answers because I know I was, like, I was I'm not listening attention. to you. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, welcome to my world, living with you. What? Ooh, Ooh, we're gonna get into like a man married fight right here. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then we'll make up and go get Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle. Scott Absolutely. had Chipotle for the first time the other day. I didn't have Chipotle. That is true. I'm sorry. I've never Kudoba. had Chipotle. Kudoba. I've had Kudoba. Kudoba's better than Chipotle. So. It was very tasty. Get the pork. The pork tacos are amazing. All right, so we have nothing else about Agriff? <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a dark Kudoba. Dark Kudobas. Dark Kudoba. <laughs> uh, actually, I was going to go through some um, real quick here. Uh, in second edition, when it talks about the Dark Elves, um, just since we're all fluffy, yeah. Uh, standard uh, Dark Elf teams at the time were uh, two blitzers, four catchers, two throwers, and eight linemen. Um, they were some some famous Dark Elf teams: Darkside Cowboys, uh, the Nagrath Night Wings, which later became the Nagrath Nightmares, if I remember correctly. I think so. Yeah. And then the Dark Renegades, um, Khan's Killers, the Albion Assassins. So there was, you know, you can kind of see the beginnings of kind of the Dark Elf team we know now. Isn't Albion in... Albion's like... Regular Old World? Yeah, that's like, a, you know, England and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so I was thinking. Okay. Right. Which, is, which I think is, I now get the joke. The Albion Assassins play in the Barclays Albion League, which I'm sure is the oh, Barclays, Barclays. Yeah. Soccer Premier League or whatever. Huh. So I finally get that here <laughs> at the age of 40. But... um. They uh, had a sun table back then, so when uh, the Dark Elves played, if it was being, you know, if it, if the storms were, it was overcast or something, they got additional to throw. Uh, uh, they had modifiers when throwing. If it was sunny, they had negatives. If it was very sunny, they had a hard, really hard time throwing the ball. Yeah, because they played in caves, you know, <laughs> and they were pasty white and everything else. So, so pretty neat stuff. So goth. So from here on out, I better not see a Dark Elf team called We Like to Jump or I don't know. Dark Power? <laughs> Dark Power. That's terrible. Does that work? No. Like a gloved gauntlet, just fist in the air? Dark Power? Dark no. Power. No. No. Okay. I just gave you four teams that you can just <laughs> default to if you want to. Dark Power. <laughs> Dark Power. Okay. Should we end on that? <laughs> that might work for a Dungeon Bowl team. <laughs> I might let that slide for that. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with a special interview just for you guys. All right. Now we have Matt Vanderbee, otherwise known as Delavis. And Jeremy Morris, known as Siggy Lama, to talk to us about the greatest thing in Blood Bowl that not a lot of people know about, random skills. Welcome, fellas. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having us. I guess a lot of people know about random skills because we talk about it all the time. I say, yeah, they they should <laughs> play with it. There's, There's got to be a version of Blood Bowl out there. Fumble or somewhere where we can have random skills. but Do they cool- know the experience of random skills? That's the question. <laughs> the heartbreak. <laughs> the tragedy. Well, you're here to tell, talk to us about the experience. You guys have chosen from the very little I know, and we didn't discuss this pre-taping or whatever you want to call this. Uh, tell us the story about how you guys decided to use random skills in a non-random skill league. So uh, so we're in a, 
our local tabletop league in Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, called the Blockum League, as in Block M because of University of Michigan. Ha ha. And uh, we've kind of had a, a a pretty steady stream of coaches coming in and out of the league, but uh, other than Matt and I, they've they're, they've all been new to the game, um, uh, except for one exception, Alex from uh, the Rochester League. He came down and he had some experience, um, but everyone else in in the league was new to the game, and so we were kind of um, dealing with a, a, a mix of experience levels there. Sorry, what? You decided to take a handicap? Well, yeah. So so we would try different things to try to keep things competitive. Uh, like, you know, I started off playing Halflings. Uh, Matt started off playing Underworld. And we still were winning championships with those teams. So um, we uh, we started capping ourselves after three seasons. We would forcefully retire our teams. Um, ogres for two seasons. Yeah, and it, it still wasn't quite enough. And we were, you know, we kind of were running out of the lower tier teams we were really interested in playing. And so we were trying to think of other ways to to kind of mix it up and give other people uh, a shot at the, the title. So then we thought, well, let's try just Matt and I play random skills. Uh, and that will let us play higher higher tier teams too and, and kind of give us a new experience. And this is on brand new teams that you're taking into the league. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, so in a league of eight teams, we were the only two doing random skills. I was playing pro elves. Uh, yeah, I took Kemri. That's pretty much it. Uh, kind of standard build. And they suck enough that you know put random. Yeah, usually skills just take them. away agility from me, and that's enough to kind of hold me back. <laughs> See, sad thing is though, with Kemri, that sure hands. I really don't think it hurts him any. Steve is convinced. Oh, I lost games because of it, actually. Jeremy tied a game because of it. Steve is convinced because they have sure hands, and if you get, like, three passes off during the season, that, oh, see, they're not that handicapped. Well, you won a season with Kemri, and maybe I'm the that other good. Scott playing Kemri right now is doing pretty good. Maybe I'm like Matt Vanderby Light. You're not maybe. light. <laughs> as long as your opponent doesn't make your roll agility, Kemri are awesome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we did also use a different format for Kemri on some oh, of our narrow right. tiers, which is one of the reasons why I really wanted to play Kemri. Is it from the plasmoid narrow tiers thing? Yeah, yeah. it's not actually the narrow tiers. Um, it's the CRP plus. Um, like if you go to where he has the narrow tier, the NTBB rules. Okay. Uh, a, like on that same page, but separate are the CRP plus rules, which. Um, I think the story behind that set of rules is that uh, if the BBRC, as it was constituted, if they were going to go another round, like these were the skills that they were going to consider playtesting. So it's like the proposed that didn't get accepted? Yeah, or never even got a chance. Well, the bank rule was the one that was supposed to be in, and then the other ones were the ones that they, they all agreed kind of needed um, reviewing. Yeah, I have and the no... Kemri change is awesome. Yeah, I have well, no idea what, what this is. Then. Matt, can you go over the Kimry change just real quick in those uh, rules? The Blitz Raws and Throw Raws for no price increase also got Thick Skull, which was really ridiculous. I don't know why they're, they're skeletons, but they don't have Thick Skull. Yeah. yeah. And then the Tomb Guardians got a little bit of an overhaul. They dropped down to 8 armor and lost Decay and instead have Break Tackle. Oh, damn. So they... 
the team isn't very mobile, but their hitters can actually not get locked down. That's a big difference. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, it's actually it's really fun. I, I didn't use it much, but it's the threat of it. Oh, break tackle's huge, especially still five strength. Oh, yeah. Jeez. But they're eight armor, so you can actually hurt them. You don't want to just chuck them into a big fray and, well, if they get knocked down, eight armor is not very good, not, not as good as eight. Eight is nine. So. <laughs> but the, I think the real strength of Matt's game is getting his tackle zones into the perfect spot to screw up the other team's plans. Yeah. And so giving him break tackle on four Tomb Guardians is... Uh, <laughs> I had a couple of real fun plays with him. It was awesome. Yeah, because you can just dodge into cages with them. I didn't do that a whole lot. Uh, I, I did have a couple times where I would dodge into one zone, and mm-hmm. if you roll a six, well, you can, <laughs> you can keep going because you didn't use your break tackle. Do you find that getting break tackle, the first roll, you tend not to have to use it? <laughs> Actually, I tend to fail it. Okay. I went into the ogres. I, I, I also picked up break tackle on about half the guys, and they would roll ones all the time. Hmm. Might just be but I, I, I still need the mobility, so I'm going to take the skill and just assume they're going to figure <laughs> out how to do it one of these times. Sure. All right, so you guys decided to take some different teams, and then you you went with random skills. Can you – did y'all play it like the both-down guys do here in our league where we do the pick six, where we pick six skills from one category and then just roll a dice, or what did y'all do? Well, we were inspired by your your rule set. So we kind of took that as a basis. Um, But we talked about it with our our league mates. I mean, so this wasn't written into our league rules. This is just kind of a gentleman's agreement between Matt and I. But we we did discuss it with other league mates just to to think about the implications that we would be using random skills and no one else in the league would be. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I just thought it was going to be too harsh if every other player basically – is going to take a protection skill as one of their first levels up level ups if they don't already have one, right? So either block, wrestle, or dodge. Right. If you don't start with those, almost every time that's going to be someone's first skill. And to face team after team that is loaded with those when you don't have any would it didn't seem like it was going to be competitive at all. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, what we kind of agreed to was. For players that didn't start with either block, wrestle, or dodge, we did a pick three instead of a pick six. For just the first skill? For just that first skill. Okay. And what if they only qualified to get one? Or was, we, or was it just like you could supersede the doubles rule and you can get one of those three? Well, I want to ask you about how you guys handle doubles because that – yeah, we decided to do something a little different with the doubles because I know you decided to go with all picking one tree, and that really that didn't feel right for me. So we kind of changed it a little bit. Okay. So you mean picking all picking from one category? Yeah, yeah where if you you're a lineman you, and you roll the doubles, you pick only from strength. We modified it a little bit, so you you. I was playing it so you could pick from any number of trees you wanted, but you had to take an even number of skills from each tree. Okay. We we yes. had no. Yeah. So how do you guys do it? So like, if you're a thrower and you get doubles and you want to take a shot at uh, strong arm, 
Like you might end up with stand firm. Is that how yep, you? That's exactly it. You, you pick six skills in that category and then you, um, we make people write them down just cause I don't know if anybody really cheats, but people would write them out of order and stuff like that. So anyways, so they write them down one through six and then they roll a D six and whatever they get, they get. So does anyone ever attempt a throwing the throwing chart on a double? Because the throwing chart so is taken so often yeah. because really? of leader is in there, um, you know, accurates in there. Oh, what's the other one? Uh, nerves of steel. Nerves of steel is in there. I mean, it, it is. It's ta- yeah, dump off's fun. Yeah. yeah, dump off. It is. That is the most. I mean, there's a lot of people who go like, "Man, I hope I get double so I can get in the leader," because they really want that leader skill. And we do the once in a. It's in our rules. I don't. I, Siggy, I think I sent the rules to you. Uh, we yeah. do a thing where it's uh, your once once in a lifetime mulligan, basically. So in training camp, which is before the season, if you have extra money, you can pay and have this guy get retrained in one skill. So you can go back to the throwing. Let's just say the throwing. And you can pick out six different skills in the throwing and then re-roll that. And it excludes whatever you had before. So if you did get safe throw, which nobody wants that, <laughs> then right. you can put the other six in there and, you know, you hope you get leader or pass or something better. That's a cool idea. And we do actually have it come into the team management a lot because there's attrition. If you get a guy who's got a skill and it's not horrible, but it's not great, you wait until he gets his next skill, and then you look at it and go, no, no, that's just not working out for me. So you cut the guy, and then you just get a brand new guy. And, and you also got to remember, and I'm going to re-say this in case somebody's listening to the first to our podcast for the first time. You know, we do the uh, whatever your inducements money is. If you get five hundred five hundred k in inducements, we take ten percent of that goes right back. So it's only four fifty. Uh, so we could get the right numbers of the inducement team winning or tying the game versus how it was before because it did feel unbalanced by picking inducements with random skills. And that, what else was like? Oh, there was something Especially else. if you oh, and we and we don't stall. Um, and by by not stalling, what I mean is is if you've done everything on the field, you tried to do a three dice uphill blocks so you could fall down, and you're next to the goal line. If there's nothing else to do. Your your player will usually walk into the end zone and you'll reset up. So we don't have a, a the stalling stuff either. Right. Uh, we're it, very much a stalling and fouling on turn sixteen league. <laughs> well, I think me and Steve started fouling a little bit more on turn sixteen, but just in a whole, uh, we have some some really casual blood bowl player guys. We have a guy right now in our league who he runs orcs. He runs undead, and he loves to pass. And even though he knows that's the worst thing to do, he still does it, and he has fun with it. I mean, he has a thrower with three agility. No, three movement orc thrower who he calls Old Man Tossa, and he loves the guy, and he has fun. He's not really successful, but he has fun doing it. So he gave him a cane last time, (laughs) and now that guy can pass like no one's business. But anyway, so we have some more, I guess. Not tournament style players in our league. Yeah, pussies. We we got a pretty casual, <laughs> laid back league, and uh, one thing I'm really proud of, uh, kind of the culture of our league is uh, we're casual to the extent where people are very casual about their players getting killed. Like they don't really mind if their star player gets wrecked. I don't. We don't have that. <laughs> our guys. Well, we have a. We care about them sometimes. 
I mean, everybody names their players, so there is some players where people get upset, but, I mean, they don't. There's never been a fight or anything break out. The only time that's happened is in season one where Steve surrounded a guy. Remember, season one, no, we just taught everybody how to play this game, and nobody fouled. Just no, it, They thought it was unsportsmanlike, even no, though it's part it just, of Blood Bowl. Didn't Steve seem surrounded a guy totally and goes, hey, Scott, watch this. And then he crushes this guy's favorite quarterback. <laughs> Killed him, and that was a pretty heated moment. It's still talked about. He was upset, and he retired the number. So that guy's roster never had another, another number one. Anyway. That's great. you got to blood him early. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to your random skills. Uh, so... Uh... So I think we covered everything of the rules that we do different. Um, uh, The rules you were talking about, like the mulligan and um, adjusting the – I mean, adjusting the inducement sounds really important if the whole league is doing random skills, especially if you could take a a merc and pick their skill. Yeah, (laughs) which we don't do much of that. But, yeah, with your situation, there's not much need to further penalize, I guess. Since you're doing it as a penalty, then... We were usually getting the inducements anyways in those games. Yeah. Next season's going to be a little different. So, Matt, just to clarify, if I had a Skaven Blitzer first skill, since he already had block, he would go to the pick six thing that you were talking about. Whereas if it was a Kimry lineman, I could pick three and narrow down my choice. Right. So that's kind of what... I never got that answered completely. So, say Ice Troll... Uh, levels up he only has access to strength now can he still get block dodge or wrestle what does he know if you roll a regular skill you're still picking three but in your strengths chart you Uh, don't get a free double well i was wondering i was like okay that makes sense then otherwise that'd be really silly otherwise my guardians would have a lot of chance of getting block (laughs) Well, I was kind of curious. So yeah, yeah. The 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 pick three comes in if you don't have block wrestle or dodge, but that doesn't mean you're going to be able to take block wrestle or dodge. It gotcha. just gives you a little more control. Okay, I got you. That yeah. first skill up. So what? Do, how did things go? And what are your thoughts? Well, things went better for Matt than for me. Yeah, as usual, <laughs> then he can do last. Well. My experience so far is, oh, also our league did have the first time you're in the league with a team, you get to pick your MVP. Oh, yeah, for your first season. Uh, we wanted to help boost some uh, some people's leveling, which that, I think, helped the Kemri in, in oh. some ways, but it also hurt the way that I could play test a random skill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a rule we could have. I mean, that's a rule we put in because new coaches were having. I mean, we had new coaches who had gotten to their sixth game and still hadn't gotten a skill. Wow! And I was like, I got it. We need something to help these guys out. So we so we put that rule in. Um, and I, when I, I could have opted out of that for yeah, maybe we should this one. We might, maybe next time we'll do that. I'm not a big fan of changing the MVP rule because I like the the randomness and it could go to a dead star player or yeah. I mean a star player or a dead guy, but. For I a, like it for too, a league for new players, people. that kind of that, that really sucks. Yeah, they yeah. were really no. I agree. I, I was afraid of them leaving the league just because they. Had, I mean, if you're not picking up skills, how much fun are you really having? Exactly. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Is I at least like that 
the version of the, what y'all decided because it's a new guy, first time in the league. You get to pick your skills, so that's that's pretty cool variant. Yeah, and it's only for their first season. We allow three seasons for a team, so when I continue the Urzas, they are all going to be random MVPs. Gotcha. So maybe some skeletons will actually level <laughs> on a full random D sixteen, or I mean, on all the players that on your. All the players Roster? on the team, and I think we also okay. do dead players. You okay. get a free reroll, or you don't. They, they they don't get it. Yeah, we exclude dead players, but that's that's the only exclusion. Gotcha. So, as far as my experience went, uh, I leveled up two tomb guardians, and then I had all of the the Raz level, and I think in the second game I had a skeleton level. That's really all that went up. And from what I found out with the skeleton, the the first skills are really easy for them. On, on three, it's block, wrestle, or dirty player. Right. There's there is no skill that I would not worry about. Of course, you got dirty player, so now I got to follow them, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun because it, it 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 the random skills makes the player thematic as far as just chance dictates what he does. Exactly. Which that I do like, and it is kind of fun. Uh, the other t- Tomb Guardians, first one got Mighty Blow, the other one got Guard. Uh, the Raz, the, picking six skills, even with six, I didn't have a problem finding something useful when you picked an even number of skills per tree. Because for a Blitzer, you have Guard, Mighty Blow, and I, I forget what else, like maybe Stand Firm. Then you have Tackle... You may have some fun with pass block or shadowing, but there's almost always something useful in there. Yeah. And even my throw rods, which were funny, because, again, you get block, wrestle, or leader. He rolls leader. <laughs> the other one, block, wrestle, uh, I don't know, pro. He rolls pro. <laughs> so for almost the entire season, nobody got any extra block. And I just survived on three die blocks, but and I, survived you did yes all the way to all the way to the championship to the championship. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the games was actually really fun with it because the Tomb Guardian had Mighty Blow picked up another skill later on, and with the full with the full six roll, picked up Pile On. Oh, dang! I would never take these skills because not only that, in our league we nerfed pile on mighty blow, where you oh. can only pile on on injury, or and you can't use the mighty blow modifiers with it, or something like that. So it's nowhere near as good. But I had a game where I'm going against the cast dwarves, and we get in this nasty scrum. I have the ball. I'm nine spaces from the goal, and it's my last turn. So I'm chain pushing this. Uh, throw a rock closer to the end zone and then I knock down a hobgoblin and I break his armor and I casualty him. I'm like, crap, I need him alive because I need to keep chain pushing. So I I piled on to not casualty the guy. (laughs) Wow. And it worked and I scored because of it. So in the universe, you saw him falling down onto like a big rock and you're like, no, hold on a second. Go here. (laughs) <laughs> basically or you dive under him to no <laughs> yeah. i got you and e- even the throw rod picked up pro i would just dodge with him sometimes because he, well he's a pro he'll do it yeah and he'd fail the pro would work and then he'd succeed <laughs> pro's and a great skill I, I, a 
lot of times I was just trying to do what their skill did because I felt like, okay, maybe Nuffle wants them to do that. That's what we do a lot. I think, yeah. That, yeah, that's what we've seen too is you see a guy get some crazy random skills, but then you start playing to those strengths or, or making something like a shadowing work. And I, I think that's the great thing about the random. I actually skills. wanted to get some shadowing. <laughs> the worst thing is when you go, oh, I have sure feet. This will be no problem. One. Sure feet. One. Uh, I didn't need to do that. I was just doing it because I had the skill. Damn it. Yeah. I, I never went that far. That was usually when I'm down to five players in the field and I really just need this guy to dodge. <laughs> but he's a pro. He can do it. Of course he can. He has two, yeah. two agility. Why not? Yeah. And one of them picked up jump up later, too. He has no block or anything, but he got his jump up on, okay. on a double. Hey, nothing wrong with that. So with two agility, you'll have to roll a three plus to actually jump to up. To do a block somebody. for free. <laughs> but he gets his movement full whenever that's, he's knocked down. That's good. That's not bad, yeah. So, Mr. Uh, Mr. Morse, how did your season go? Uh, so, uh, it was funny. Because of that pick three rule, I started thinking of how I could game that system. And so I had, you know, I'm playing pro L, so the the blitzers start with block, and normally I've, I've played pro elves before. In fact, uh, this team, to give you the fluff of the team, so uh, my league team in the past has been the Alfheimer Ethernauts, or sorry, the Alfheimer Aeronauts, um, league champions of season two of the Goblin League uh, on Cyanide. And I figured, since that's kind of the, the pro version of the team, this would be the farm team where I'm trying to discover who's got the right combination of talents that could, they could get promoted up to up to the, the, the pro version of the team. So the farm team would be the Alfheimer Ethernauts, since they're kind of out out in the ether. They're kind of they're kind of spacey, they're kind of goofy. So that was the that was the concept. Just because nice. I love that's what I love about the random skills is the idea that you're discovering who these players are. Like, you know, in the Blood exactly. Bowl world, the the scouting would not be as advanced as what we have now, or you know, people wouldn't have like the opportunities to to get coaching from from the time they were teenagers, like what you see in the NFL. So you really kind of know what someone's tool set is before you even draft them. Like these are like farmers that you spot plowing a field, and like, oh, that guy looks strong. Let's see what he can do, you know. And then you find out that he's he has shadowing and pass hey, boss, block. I learned that if I if I just do it right, I could throw an elbow and hurt this guy more. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, right. You know, people do have weird combinations of, <laughs> of talent, so you can't always sculpt the people the way you want. But because of the so so uh, normally, what I would do for a pro elf team is um, really prioritize trying to get blodge on those blitzers so you have the block dodge sidestep and then uh, i like to uh, give them like diving tackle or, or tackle and i kind of build my defense around making good use of those blitzers and making them huge pests but with the random skills since they have the block their first skill up is going to be the, the pick six whereas uh, the catchers and the linemen are going to be a pick three so i really prioritized getting them SPPs instead of the Blitzers. So kind of did it, kind of inversed my usual team sense. building strategy that way. Uh, which really changed the way I, I 
play the team too. And went through the whole season. See, I leveled up uh, four line elves and three catchers. Well, one of the catchers got two skills and never once rolled the dodge on the random. <laughs> on the on the pick threes. Yeah. I would, you know, I for the line elves, I would do a block wrestle kick until I finally got a kicker, and then it was block wrestle dodge. And then on the catchers and uh, and both uh, blitzers ended up leveling up, um, and none of them, none of them got dodge. So trying to run a, an elf team without any dodge at all. Oh, shut up! They have four ag. It it doesn't. <laughs> no, that doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't help when. No, I know. I understand. Like, just to get a turn started, normally you have to do one or two dodges, especially if you have no guard, which I I have one guard line elf. I got a double um, and got lucky on that roll. But without – normally to get a, a, a turn started, you got to start with the dodge just to, like, get an assist in the place you want or – uh, you know, to get the good blitz to start freeing guys up and start getting those two die blocks rolling. And if you if you can't rely on that happening, it's really hard to run that team. It's it's hard to run the offense because you know the the catchers will get bottled up and you rely on the catch and then you kind of need a little bit of luck to make the dodge out of there. Um, so or, you're eating you know, up your your rerolls faster. Yeah, or you, you, know, don't, you, you don't use have a blitz to to free the catcher up so that he can he can dodge out of there and make the catch. And you mm-hmm. know, just my dodges were failing left and right because if you keep having to do them, they're they're going to keep failing. Yeah, so it makes it, sense. It's, you know, dodge is just sort of the engine that makes that team go. At least the way I play them, uh, I really rely on it to to get my positioning the way I need it and to to get my blocks set up the way I I do it. And I never figured out how to adjust for that um obviously the agility for helps but you know i ended up trying to play them a little more like i would play humans uh but they can't they can't stand up to a fight the way that humans can so it it was hard i never really figured it out um i tied a lot of games i think i ended up with what was my final record I ended up with like three or four ties in seven games. That's so like one, three, and four. Yeah, one, three, one, three, and three was my final. So it would keep you in the game, but it wouldn't allow you to win. Yeah, I, I could do enough to to get it, and 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 if if I did get the ball loose on defense, like I just couldn't turn that play where I could get the ball and and get it out of there. You know, just like something. So it so, just is never. I couldn't pull off those swing plays. So did either one of you guys get? Uh, a chance to take a stat increase and did the random skills make you go like well this is guaranteed so i'll take this instead i never got any stat increases okay nor i oh wow okay <laughs> i almost never rolled them for some reason i would say what 95 percent of the time if not higher in our league that oh, people yeah. take the stat increase over the random skill just because pretty much yeah at least you know you exactly what you're getting right and only had twelve guys actually level, so it's really hard for me to get a whole lot onto that. Yeah, that's true. And thematically, we always think, well, if they can go faster or be tougher, then why not? Well, that's that's how I played. Yeah, the game. So yeah, definitely. 
in our league, uh, Jimmy's Lizardman team uh, was the black hole that sucked all the <laughs> all the all the oh, doubles in was... skill oh. uh, or stat upgrades. This was this Lizardman team was sick. Oh, um, oh, definitely. We've heard about this team. And you could, uh, too, if you listen you to... Look it on paper first. Then you go, what? That cannot be. Hey, you're stepping out. He was giving me a little uh, promo there. <laughs> yeah, but I just, he just blocked you, man. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you wanted to hear about this Lizardman team, you could oh, head over wow. to the Siggy Llama show and listen to all about it on the podcast and how this guy rolled up a great team and then uh, he got cut from the league because Ziggy didn't want him in there. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. You're out. Right. I actually beat him with my Urzas, I would like to say. Wow. So you made him quit. <laughs> no, but I did have Ramtut and Satek on there, Jeez. and he did not know how to deal with strip Big ball. props for taking Ramtut. That guy's a lot of money. I mean, a lot. I had about 800,000 inducements against him. So, Matt, you won the league. Siggy, you you played seven games. You tied three and won three? So you only lost once? No, won one. Oh, one, one, lost three. I'm sorry. Yeah, one, one, lost three. Okay. Uh, Tied three, lost three, I guess. Okay, Uh, okay, that's... I would have made the... I would have got the last playoff spot if I won my last game and I was playing... The Nurgle team that hadn't won <laughs> yet, and he just destroyed me. <laughs> he had he had one of those dice games where just like his team was hot, like his team came to hit and they hit hard. That's Blood Bowl, man. Yeah, it happens. I tip my hat to him. So, the final thoughts about this: Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Is it just a good variant? Would you take it a step level further and go full both down? <laughs> I would really enjoy it if the whole league went random skills. It, that would only seem fair as if the whole league was doing it. I agree. Yeah, that in, in that environment, I think it would be a lot of fun. And I was hoping uh, that it would it would look interesting enough that other people were interested. So far, nobody seems interested. <laughs> no, Although, they sound like power gamers, so they don't want to put too much really chance power into gamers. It. They just. We are so much more experienced, which I think is the experience is what really helped me win with this team. Yeah. That if they also have more random, then it's still going to be just as bad, but then they won't know how to counter all of the bad luck these less useful skills are going to provide. Yeah, and there's no like bbtactics.com that tells you how to play your team if it has random skills. (laughs) I, I think it's probably more from the perspective of if you get taught Blood Bowl, and you get to pick skills for two years of your life. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to – if you go to random, it seems so foreign. And, I mean, when I showed Steve and all my buddies right right from the get-go, we never did a pick your – Yeah, I've never played the other way, really. Yeah, so we've never had any experience until we actually played some fumble or go to tournaments. So it was the weirdest thing. And <laughs> stupidly enough, I remember playing fumble where you just randomly play somebody across the world. I would still take a dice, and I would randomly just – Throw the dice out there and pick a skill. And then I kept getting my butt kicked. And I was like, man, if I'm going to play with these guys, I better start picking some skills. (laughs) I will say I do like the idea of it. And because in in most leagues, everybody has the same skills. There's very little difference. And it's usually all based on minimizing your failure rates. Sure. Uh, 
while we were talking, I actually thought of a couple of ideas which you could probably do to make it a little more interesting. Uh, first off, instead of our pick pick six or pick three, why not you just roll a die on every skill they could get three times, and then you get to pick one of those three. So there's a huge variance, but you get a little bit of a choice on it. Wait, how does can you say that again? How so does that works. Say you have strength and general access. There, I don't know. Oh, you roll one for each category. Yeah. No, you roll one for all for everything you could potentially get. And so, say there may be like so if you general took... skills, eight strength skills. You roll a d20 three times. You'll have three skills to pick from. Oh, I see. And if they roll a doubles. You must roll everything they have access to. It's a lot of bookkeeping, Jeez. but that is full-on random. And you get a choice of like three or four of these skills. I will say, well, actually, the, the choice probably helps. But uh, when I played my Ganunga Gap Giants, which was a chaos team, I played them strictly chaotic. So every time I leveled, if I could choose from three different categories, I rolled a D6, and it would choose which category I did. And then, you know, I got my one skill out of there. It did not go well. <laughs> no, it probably won't go well. But if, again, if everybody's doing it, right, right, that would be now, very interesting, other, though. Uh, the other idea, which I actually kind of like, uh, since the idea of the random skills is to have lots of skills, I'm assuming, right? Because y- y- you want to see a bunch of things in play. Oh, yes. Yeah. Why not have whenever you buy a player, they get a free, a free, a, a free full random skill. Don't even give them 6 SPP for it. Everybody gets that D3 or D6 first random skill Hmm. for free. So you just get a bunch of random things out there. So this would go back to Siggy in the fluff standpoint where they see a guy out there, or whoever said it, uh, out in the field, and they say, oh, this guy looks like he's He's pounding away at this. Let's pick him up. Yeah, he keeps following the hay bales around. That would be very cool. The only downside to that is going up against a team and – Every player has a different skill, and you're like, ah, oh, crap. How do That's I figure true. out who this is? Oh, yeah, right from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah, if it's a new player. That would be kind of fun, because then everybody could have one of these weird skills. That no oh, absolutely. Remember what it is. Well, number five has shadowing. Number six has, you know, diving catch. Number eight has diving tackle. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a bad idea, but <laughs> it could be kind of fun. So are you guys going to uh, continue trying this for a a couple more seasons, or at least one more season. Uh, I'll at least do it one more season, as long as Jeremy's doing it. Yeah, this as long as I play this team, this team is always going to be a random. The Ethernauts are just that's like that's what they are. They're a random skill team. Like Matt said, I mean, to me, the main reason to that I like the random skills is just because you know which skills you're going to pick. I mean, it's not like a. I, I don't know. There's just it just makes the game to me a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. It's true, but in my opinion, there are enough power skills, even on six. Maybe when we are picking even numbers from two or three different trees, that does make it a little less uh, annoying to get bad skills. And when you pick all, say, one strength, it's harder to do. Yeah, Maybe that's really what it is. But there's a lot of really bad skills for, say, a Kemri team. Oh, there is. And it's it's hard a lot of times to choose general over another category. Because, like, if you get access to general and agility, you think, well, I can 
sort of get six good skills in general, but I definitely get six good skills in agility, so you tend to go that direction. So we actually see less block and less tackle in our league because of that. I feel the opposite. I I like general more than the others. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's the opposite for me, too. Yeah. Well, fine. Even shadowing, (laughs) it it may not be, it may not sound very good, but you can follow up when someone blocks. Yeah. Well, well, Matt, don't listen to Steve. He's one of those throwers. He likes to throw. (laughs) That is true. I do like to throw. Well, <laughs> if they have pro, they have catch. They have pass. Well, see, yeah, see, he's yeah. tempted by that agility category because he likes catch. And, oh, I got diving catch. No, no, I just, in my, I think also in my mind is I should always go for the subcategory rather than the main category. Because I understand. Specializing. But you do, but, you will admit, you yeah. pass way more than I do. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Gotcha. Don't pass the ball, guys. That's the general rule. If you're listening to this podcast, don't pass. Unless you're an elf. Uh, not, if, not if you're an elf ran by me. You run the ball still. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I like f- passing. It, it's, it's really fun to play passing games. Yeah, Scott had a five-strength high elf. It was very annoying. What is position? A, is that just a random statement? You're talking about running the ball. Oh, and yeah. What position was your father? He was a lineman. So <laughs> his first two skills were strength plus one, strength plus one. I was like, eh, that's his fate. So <laughs> He was a beast. He was a beast. But that was the team with the thrower that had all these. He always rolled one. One re-roll one should have been his name, but it yeah. wasn't. So since we're talking about your league, how fluffy is your league? It depends. It, it varies. <laughs> you guys uh, paused on that one because you didn't want to offend anybody. We well, call- actually, my team is relatively fluffy, actually, compared to what I usually do. Well, good. Yeah, you, you're not a horse racing guy name, are you? No. Uh, well, your vampire team name, Eternal Thirst. Oh. That's that's more like a band name than a I was just going to say, it sounds like a vampire boy band. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I, I pattern it more off of the, the vampires are celebrities that played vampires. And then all the humans are just kind of their their gophers that just do whatever they want. Okay. They were bloodlusted. They just went over and just back and backhanded them because they didn't do something right. <laughs> you can have a drink called Thirst, and then that's like the sponsor of the team. Therefore, they're the Eternal Thirst. The Eternal Thirst brought to you by Thirst Energy Drink. That's right. They're always hungry. They just need it. <laughs> Maybe when the vampires just understand uh, multidimensional space-time. And so they see eternity as as much of a place as any other place. <laughs> I didn't put that that wow. much of a thought. Look at you? that! <laughs> Some high and level thinking. The the Kemri, I patterned that off of the off of the Chicago the Chicago Bears. So Urza's in Egyptian is bears, and then I kind of fudged Windy City with Shuneplus. And then all the rest are just players that played on the, the Bears that won the championship, and I've turned them into Mutant League football names. That works. See, Wait, so it, how did how did Windy easy. City become Shoe Neplus? Uh, shoe is wind in Egyptian, and Neplus was the closest thing I could find to, like, Necropolis to oh, turn it into okay. city. So Wind City Bears. Okay, that works. Works for me. I like it. And And these guys are all named after the 85 Bears, and I still haven't figured out who some of them are in reference to. Some are which, pretty easy. You know, like the 85 bears are like a religion in my <laughs> in my family. <laughs> As they should be in all families. 
much. They're all in there. Some are a lot harder to figure out. I'll step out of this circle jerk so it can become a, cir- a triangle jerk, oh, okay? Poor little I'm Patriots I'm going to go sit fan. over here with my Patriots who paid off uh, Pete Carroll to throw an interception. <laughs> hey, it was worth it. May as well go with it. You're damn right it was worth it. <laughs> it felt like, I told Steve after the game, it felt like, talking about the Super Bowl, uh, it felt like a Blood Bowl game where you won, but it's only because the other guy rolled one re-roll one <laughs> but i was a little like, bit of that but, but in the end you take it <laughs> even that pass where it bobbled and the guy caught it yeah it's like oh there's no way they lose now drive just yeah. made no sense dude uh, I, I was my heart it was done when he caught the bobble pass i yeah. think i think my words were th- this is three fucking times now this has happened to him but um i did call it i said either seattle wins or the I said the Patriots are going to have to get a turnover to win the game on this final drive, and they won, and I got to act like I was really cool. (laughs) And scare his kids. Oh, my gosh. Did y'all hear the scream? (laughs) I screamed so loud. I wasn't sure what it was. (laughs) I screamed so loud that the kids came out and go, did the Patriots lose? And I was like, no, they won. (laughs) It was awesome. We had Patriot cookies and sushi, and it paid off. So every time they're in the playoffs from here on out, I'm going to buy $50 worth of sushi and make cookies with blue and red frosting. Sushi seems like it'd be more of a Seattle kind of cuisine. That's true. Yeah, but we eat it, so we like devour our enemies. I gotcha. Well, that was a stretch. All right, so. Yeah, I think he was stretching for that one, but yeah. we'll, we'll go. We'll allow so, it. League pretty fluffy? Well, uh, let's see. Let me read down the team names. Oh, can I can I bash them Jason's if I want are to? Pretty fluffy, but they're they're more punny fluffy. No, yeah, they're they're <laughs> not going to be both unapproved. Okay, no. so um, okay, so I'm going to go down the standing. So first place was Shunepla Serzas. That's good. Um, second place, the uh, well, no, well, the Leaping Lizards. Yeah, weak. Yeah, that's the Lizardman team. Uh, she Woman Man Eaters. That's Alex's. Um, Alex has issues. Amazon team. He likes those type of female dominance type teams. He uh, it was called Death by Snoo Snoo. Yeah, I played against that. Mm. Played against. He, did he take the Chaos Cup? Yeah, he did, and he, I, he changed it when I pointed out that um, in the I don't remember which of their leagues, but on Three Die Block, I remember they would when they would go down their standings. One of their Amazon teams was named Death by Snoo Snoo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that might have prompted him to change it to she she woman man eaters. That's better than death by snoo snoo. I'll, I'll, that's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, Black Death. That's the Chaos Dwarf team. That was a callback I'm to a second that. edition team, if yeah. I remember correctly. I think he actually did that one on purpose. Okay, because he's pretty big into the fluff too. That, that's good. Second editions work in, in my book. <laughs> yeah, what are his player names like? Um, he's got. He collects a lot of stuff. He has pretty much every figure forever in Blood Bowl. Ooh, He's maybe. got Chaos Dwarves named like uh, Bellicost Deathbringer, Gorth the Cruel, Ulfo Blood Mask. I, I want to meet names? this. I want to meet this fella. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Brad's a cool guy. He's like a laser scientist. Oh, then uh, he's, he's, he's made a- out of lasers. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> He's like going to Buenos Aires to like install a laser that he built or something That's crazy awesome. like that. So he might be a supervillain. That's Maybe. awesome. The living laser? 
That's DC, right? No, oh. that's an Iron Man one. Oh, okay. I don't know that. God, Siggy. There was a later well, version I, I, that I joined nothing the West Coast. About it. I'm not that big of a, of a gamer, I guess. Let's see. You had a dwarf team called Scalf's Stonecutters. Okay. That's all right, right? Yeah. That's good. And he's got a, it's, it's a really nice painted team, and he um, custom built his own death roller nice. out of, like, cork. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And trying to get into more, I'm trying to get him to go to more tournaments. Finally got to, he finally went to one in Canada last year, I think. <laughs> and this is the team where all of his all of his players just had kind of Tolkien esque single names like Thoric or Sindri or Okri. Right. But he has uh, one one of his blitzers is the league leader in interceptions with three interceptions in Damn. three seasons. Like oh. no other player has more than one. Most. No other team has more than one interception, I think. Uh, but he has one dwarf with three interceptions. I'm like, you got to give that guy a nickname. So <laughs> he's uh, he's Gloofist Rogney. <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. Very believable. I will so. say with the Lizards, he did nickname all of his players. But in the most confusing way. Uh, well, <laughs> let me read some of these because they all have a, a nickname in quotes in the middle. Every single one. Which is kind of like highlighting your textbook. If you highlight everything, you've highlighted nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you give everybody a nickname like that, it, it, nobody stands out. Yep. So, um, but he would give them. They're, I mean, their uh, their nicknames more or less kind of reflect what kind of skills they got. Although, you know, he's got like three sources with block dodge, so it's hard to make Jeez. them stand out. But the the one that kind of <laughs> bugs me is Dodgy Dodge Lizard. Like his, <laughs> he's got a skink uh, named his like his his given name was Dodgy Lizard, and then his nickname became Dodge. Maybe it's like, Doge. <laughs> okay, maybe it's Doge. They're like I picked up four edge. So <laughs> Dodgy yeah. Dodge yeah, Lizard. He just dodged everywhere. A plus strength plus edge, block, skink. I I know it's gonna throw everybody off, but the old second edition Scott back in seventh grade loves Dodgy Dodge Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> like Dodgy is already I mean if your name is Dodgy, I guess you might be short and maybe it's like going from James to Jim. Yeah. But nobody goes James Jim. Well he's but, so yeah. fast, they gotta yeah. drop off that Y. He lost yeah, it maybe that's it. Nobody so could get the whole dodgy out before he <laughs> ran past him. Smashing, killing lizard. That's another. I think these are, might all be related because they're all their last names are all lizard. Ah, bah, you just bah. you just killed it for me. Yeah, sorry, let, let you down. <laughs> we have a Skaven team that's all last name Grays. Yeah, but he didn't have it well, on. It's his all roster. part of the family. Skaven have huge yeah. litters, so it's fine. That's true. Yeah. Oh well. Let's see. Um, Jason's vampire team. Now, Jason is a huge fan of puns. Uh, I work with him, and every year he has he, he keeps track of puns that everybody makes. Uh, and then at the end of the year, he has the pun of the year contest, and he and he gives a prize with a mug with some kind of terrible pun on it. So his uh, his vampire team is Legends of the Thrall. Okay. Okay. And his new. Uh, High Elf team is Elfin Me Softly. And, and what did I say about this team? Do you remember what I texted you when you told me this? Um, 
I, I think you might have – it was something very angry. <laughs> you, you were expressing rage. I can almost hear it. I, I, I'm not going to repeat it. This is a family podcast. <laughs> uh, so, okay, I'll just read a few of these names. Um, uh, <laughs> Thrall and Oats. Okay, I love that one. Thrall me, maybe. Uh, David Thrallus. Uh, great thrall of China. And he, he kind of wimped out on two of them. Uh, yeah, he, he ran out of ideas for a Thrally while. Thrally thrall thrall. After a while. Um, <laughs> Thrally McThrall. Well, at least they're named. <laughs> the we actually made sure that one of them, I was playing against them, and he was doing the only thing on his team because his team was dying so much. I just I, I kept telling him, you got to remember that guy's name because he was doing passes and everything. I think he looks like he died. Uh, his vampires are named Vane Diesel. Okay, uh, that Marissa. is awesome. That's my porn name. I'm taking that. <laughs> I'm taking Vane Diesel. It's a good one. Triple uh, Marissa, X starring. Marissa Hematome <laughs> and Bo Negative. All those, I'm giving both that approval to because they're fun, punny names, but they're not. I mean, they're jokes, but yeah. they're not like, I'm not going to go watch a horse. I mean, you could watch a horse and bet on it, but. That'd be a cool horse named Vane Diesel. <laughs> Coming around the stretch, we got Vane Diesel. Man, I really want to steal that for like my, my Blackhearts team. Oh, it's so tempting, Vane Diesel. Yeah, he works really hard on the player. Like he's okay, well, he he's, hasn't even started his high elf team, and he's already like compiled a file of of player names. Okay, well, he needs to work harder though on the actual team name and mascot. Team name. Okay, yeah. I'll let him know. I never in my life want to play Elf and Me Softly or whatever. No. Well, his first one was Elf and Whimsy. Oh, gosh. That's actually better. Oh, gosh. Because Elf and Whimsy, you know, Pride Crusaders, kind of. Yeah. But their star player, Elf, Elf, Cool J. I don't know. (laughs) I I can hear a vein bursting over there. I I want to like it, but. (laughs) Yeah. I also want to punch myself. It's entertaining. Everybody wanted to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can can imagine so. I called him a couple times, it didn't work. But he was cool like that. And then uh, our Nurgle team is, um, nice you'll fun. love this, nice. oozing. Does he walk like a panther? <laughs> uh, the Nurgle team is oozing with confidence. Boo. That's Boo. Cute. Of course, Steve likes it. No, I don't Boo. like it, but I like it. And the player names are all um, different kinds of diseases. Yeah. Like, That's well, a- some of these are diseases, some of these are poisons. That's a common thing. Borax with really teams. doesn't count. Borax, Chernobyl. Yeah. yeah that's all right. I, I can accept that, that for Nurgle okay, teams. Though. Oh, he did this. Um, he killed. Uh, so all my players are named after outer space things. And so Haley S. Comet uh, was a, a line elf that he killed and became a rotter. And so now she's a Haley S. Convert. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty cool. You got a dwarf in there too. Got the convert. Thark the convert. Yeah. <laughs> and then he um is he has this thing he does. It's got nothing to do with the team, but whatever team he plays, his big guys he names after uh, presidents of the University of Michigan. <laughs> so his beast of Nurgle is um our our new president is Mark Schlizzle. <laughs> and uh so That's this guy is nuclear ballistic Schlizzle. Nice. That's cool. 
Faux shizzle. So, next season you're going to give this another shot and you're going to come back and you're going to tell us how great it is and everything else, right? We'll see how many guys actually level. <laughs> Since they have all the MVPs and everybody, I'm going to have lots of guys getting random skills and bloating my team all over the place. Yeah, he uh, won the Blood Bowl, so we go with... I, I don't remember in which iteration of the rules, but there was... At some point, if you won the Blood Bowl trophy, your team, every player on your team got an MVP. And so we went with that. Jeez. Wow. That's well, actually, before this version, huge. both teams who even showed up got an MVP on every player. Damn, you guys are crazy. Now, that's what it was like before. This is the toned-down version. Only the winner gets it. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, the, we the team need that the needs it to least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm okay if we just scrapped it. It'd be fine with me too. Well, as you guys probably know, we every time somebody wins our league, they have to take a season off to go tour the old world and play charity events and everything else. So that keeps it's our league. Storming. Yeah, that that keeps our league with fresh new teams and gets rid of old teams and stuff like that. So I might do goblins next yeah. when I get done with this. Yeah, we're we're the opposite. Um, whenever. A player has wanted, well, I guess it's just been you, Matt, but um, <laughs> the first time Matt's Underworld team, what was that team called? Uh, Warp Bread Lurkers. The, the Lurkers. They won the trophy. And they won the Chaos Cup, and so they got all these cool mutations. And you were going to retire the team, and we made you bring it back. Like, no, no, you got to defend your trophy. So we, we kind of forced people to to like, to like defend the trophy because we want a shot at them. Sense. Yeah. There, there's I always times have to hang up the Camry too for that, but everyone's like, no, no, you can't do that. There's times where I wish, in some ways, we didn't have that rule, but at the same time, I think it's a good rule. And we've had people bring. I mean, Steve's brought back a team after taking a season off and stuff like that. So, oh, we keep it that way. So, in wrapping in wrapping up, is there anything else you guys would like to shout out or talk about or follow up on before we uh, let you guys go? Because we know you have a dog bowl tomorrow. That's right. In Kalamazoo, Michigan. Got to make sure Jeremy doesn't win again. <laughs> just play I, uh, Just play it, Matt, and you'll take care of that. I'm playing the same roster I played last year because the rules haven't changed. And I'm like, how did this roster win? It's terrible. I can't I don't. I I wanted to change it, but like, no, no, it won last time. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. So we'll see. From first to last, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, you never know. I'm not sure how how big of a turnout it's going to be. There there may be a lot of tier three or ogres and goblins. I think some of the guys from the Detroit area are coming. Do the Detroit people always play goblins and or ogres? Oh. Uh, it was the last one they went to. Uh, I think it was Jingle Bowl. A bunch of them came out because they haven't they hadn't been there in a while. And I mentioned this event because they they really enjoy playing ogres. I'm like, you should come here because you have an extra two hundred thousand onto Amazons and dwarves that you can invest in, and you have twelve skills and, and a, a free, free edge boost. Bump. Jeez, but that's only for goblins, halflings, ogres. And the Lizardmen without Saurus stuff. Yeah, but Which, that's too good. That, that shouldn't be. An Ogre team with plus one agility on one guy. Yeah, and difference. those teams can have, uh, normally you, you can only have one skill on a player, but those teams you can have two skills on a player. And the edge bump doesn't count for that. So you can have a block, sure hands, edge boosted Ogre. Which yeah. I played against last year. It was pretty tough. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. 
They're still ogres. The problem is they're too slow. But yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah. Well, fellas, we appreciate you guys coming on uh, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. And spreading the word of Neville, as it should be. That's right. Yeah. Everybody give this random skills thing a try. The more of us do it, it's, it's like immunizations. Everybody should be getting your shots, and everybody should be doing uh, herd random skills. The more of us do it, the more fun it is. I, I it's li- actually I, fun to do. Yeah, I live in a world where I think like 12 years down the line, or maybe even my children when they take over the podcast, the whole world's going to be playing random skills by then. and it's just You just be made me want to have a kid. Aww. So I don't want your kids taking over this damn podcast. Oh, well. <laughs> well, we'll leave you two alone to go make your child in whatever wow. random way you choose. Yeah, uh, That's contradiction in terms, but... Time for babies. I mean. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Thank you very much, and good luck at Dog Bowl. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It was fun. Bye. Okay, for our final segment this month, we're going to be talking about some various tournament things. First things first, the NAF is starting, I guess they've always had them across the pond, as some may say, but now the NAF is actually sponsoring tournament series. So for a designated regional area, you go to the tournaments, how you place, you get points, and then at the end of the year, whoever comes in first, second, third, and stunty, uh, cumulatively, will get prizes from the NAF. So they asked me to run one for our area, and uh, we got scars. Scars. Yeah, it was going to be scab, but uh, we, scab's terrible. It worked, but yeah, we went with scars. All right, explain scars to me. Southern Central American Regional Series. Southern Central American. Yeah, Moracle. Regional Series. Regional. Series. Championship Series. No. No extra C. Just Regional Series. That would be an extra C. Skarks. Sarks. Skeksis. We are the Skeksis. So, uh, um, like I said, the Regional Series is just a conglomeration of tournaments, a way of putting them all together under one umbrella to kind of increase participation, hopefully. So is this like... During the year? Mm-hmm. For, term, you know. So at the end of the year, I could be the Scars champion. Right. Or yeah. third place or whatever. Yeah. You'll be ranked somewhere because uh, all of the tournaments in our area have signed up. Okay. So far, anyways. So, what's the criteria? I mean, what's you what's what, dude? Once what, you... Okay. For a regional series to be considered valid, it has to have four core tournaments. And for us, the four core, four core are uh, Spiky, Oklahoma. I noticed you said Rot. Spiky first because that's more important to you than Oklahoma. No, it's because Scars starts with an S, so I thought of that. Oh, okay. Oklahoma, Spiky, Rot Cup, and Nuffleween. And we're having it end on Nuffleween because that's going to be in about the middle of November this year. And that way nobody can schedule a tournament like oh, I'm just going to schedule one on Christmas Day and oh, mess I everything ended, I, up. I ended up winning it. Oh, look, nobody came. Yeah, no. So you say there's four, but we know for but sure. But we have, that's core. You have to have at least four. Four core ones. Mm-hmm. And since because we, those go every year. Since those, those have been in 
production or however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. There's been around at least every one of those at least three years. Yeah. So they'll be around more. So that's why that's so set that's up. Or- so it's going to kick off Oklahoma Bowl weekend, mm-hmm. followed into Oklahoma Bowl, then Spiky Cup. Right. Down to Rock Cup. Mm-hmm. And it's going to end in Nuffleween. Right. And we do also have the Emerald City Cup, which is an inaugural tournament in Kansas. That's going to be on July 25th. July 25th or 4th? Whatever. The 25th, you're right. I believe it's yeah. the 25th. You're right. We don't know rule set. We don't know times yet, but that was the date we got for us, and mm-hmm. we have it marked on our calendar. And, I and have... we'll be going. Yep. Um, if you want full information, you can go to bothdown.com slash scars, S-C-A-R-S, and all the information is there, and also a very cool logo that I had commissioned. Oh, yeah? So, it's like our logo. Mm-hmm. Scars the Goblin. Um, yeah. If you would have maybe talked to me, I wouldn't have made it a goblin, but I didn't. you didn't well, have a conversation with me. I didn't really have much of a conversation with I looked when it was scabs. I was googling scabs and found a guy. Blah 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 blah. It's very, it's very cool. It is cool. Everybody's going to think that like we play goblin teams all the time or in orcs because we do Oklahoma Bowl, <laughs> Spiky, and now Scars. That's but, true. But yeah, it works. Yeah, he could be like a nice goblin that plays on a human team. He's like one of those weird sure. anomalies. Um, he was raised by humans. He thinks he's, but he cuts himself because <laughs> he, he feels depressed. He doesn't understand why he can't cheat. Damn it! I want to cheat more. <laughs> But yeah, we are one of four currently in America, and there are more elsewhere, too. Do you remember what those are called? Mm-hmm. Brian Mitchell running the Great Lakes Cup or something like Great that? Great Lakes Tournament Series. Okay. That's uh, Extreme is running that, Brian Mitchell. They currently have seven tournaments signed up. We're the little dog. We've only got five. But that doesn't mean... Right. Somebody it's a else... way to encourage people to do more. You just need to do it way in advance. We need at least two months' notice. To in, a, in able for it to be fair to everybody, basically, mm-hmm. um, and then it has they're all NAF approved. To get your points, you have to be NAF approved. But our timetable is really going to be from Oklahoma Bowl to Nuffleween. We're going to have a, that's year. the beginning and yeah. the end for this year. Next year, it'll probably kick off if there's something before Oklahoma. It'll kick off then. So if if there was a Critter Bowl. Mm-hmm. Which we don't know. We've never had a, a reason just to run Critter Bowl for no reason. Right. <laughs> yet. But if there was, that could be a part of it if it was turned in in time. And, of course, we could still do it and choose not to include it in the series. I got you. Okay. So I get what you're saying. It's not required. It's just a matter of preference. So if all of a sudden like, the Dallas guys wanted to do a tournament, but mm-hmm. they didn't want to be a part of it, that's fine For too. instance, I think, I assume Iowa is... In Great Lakes area. Mm-hmm. So, Three Die Block, which we're going to go to Three Die Brawl, hopefully. We should. We're trying. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to stay for the second tournament. But that tournament, they probably won't be getting NAF approved. So, that one would not be able to be included in the tournament series. I gotcha. And Is Three Die Brawl part of their series? Um, I don't know. I didn't look. Oh, okay. Well, it's none of our business. We're down south. Right. Uh, there's also the West Coast Tournament Series, which is run by Griffer, uh, Grither, Brian, too. Okay. They also have uh, seven tournaments currently and more to come, possibly. And there's the East Coast Tournament Series, which is run by Dwarf Runner, Mark D'Agostino. They have 14 tournaments 
Where's this at? The east. Just the east coast. Okay. It's including Canada. And... So we're one of four groups or one of... We're one of four in America. Okay. With a teeny tiny one. Okay. I thought Nate Beam was running one. No, he's the tournament organizer. Ah, so he's the guy. He's ahead of everything. Ooh, he's like the leader. They might have. He's the boss monster. Right. They might have an additional person to be solely over the tournament series, but we're not sure yet. Okay. And this is the first time we're doing this. So what's our states? What's our states under your jurisdiction? Oh, um, we've got Oklahoma, obviously, Texas. Arkansas. Arkansas. Kansas. Kansas. Colorado and New Mexico, I'm having to battle with... Uh, Gerther. Gerther. <laughs> Gerther about. Send him an email. I call him Gerther because... Well, never mind. Wow. Um, uh, <laughs> but... Um, Gerther. Sorry. I had to send him an email just to clarify... They're not strictly set up by the NAF or anything, so really it's up to us to determine it. Well, mostly everything in Blood Bowl is determined by the people who right. run the events. Oh, yeah, we have Louisiana. So Missouri, it can go either way. They're, if a Missouri one pops open and they want to be part of ours or part of the Great Lakes, mm-hmm. they can choose which one. Because really, if it's in St. Louis, it's probably going to go to... The East Coast or the Great Lakes area. Right. Because it's closer to them. Yeah. If something pops up in the southern part of Missouri. Like Mount Vernon. Sure. Yeah. That's much closer to us. So they'll probably choose to be part of us. If they don't want to be part of it, that's fine. And same with Colorado or New Mexico. If it's something close to us, they might go with us. Otherwise, they might go to Brian. I don't know. Don't give up your states. Yeah. Play this like you play Risk. Just You want them all. If I was playing this like I played Risk, I'd be taking over the world. I don't want that. He's a pretty cocky Risk player. Am I wrong? All I know I is... I called it. I won. <sighs> then I quit. Yeah, I never go. played again. <laughs> you didn't. I Which left me the smartest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> went out on top. But it, it's really fun. It's It's cool. Like, there's a bunch of different rules about how you get points. It's not too hard, but so I you, figure most people don't care. So they can go and get the the packet for that on mm-hmm. our website. It's yeah. up there in the menu items. Yeah, it's not a problem. So go to bothdown.com. Scars is right there. Mm-hmm. Do it. And uh, the prizes, they don't know what exactly they're going to be. I want a tournament champion t-shirt with that logo on it. We can do that. Um, our specific area whoever wins the series is going to get a free team from impact or roll jordan i want the shirt to be extra small so actually can wear it um roll jordan is kind enough to actually sponsor this probably probably well i'm in works basically (laughs) if somebody wins and they want a team from roll jordan or a team from impact i can work with them ah look at this guy so i'll try to be or at least put some money towards the Real Jordan team if it's a little bit more expensive. I got but you. we'll figure it out. All um, right. Hopefully there'll be more prizes for just everybody who goes to every single one. Just trying to make it more fun, more not really competitive, but kind of. Right. We don't want to be cutthroat still. We want to be fun. So I, I didn't tell you about this, but this is an idea I have. Okay. And um, 
I'm willing to try to head this up if you'll let me. And if our areas of Colorado, New Mexico, Kansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas want to jump in on this, I think it would be very great to do a legacy scars team. Which means, just like in the tradition of Chaos Cup, what that means is is everybody paints a miniature, at least one. You can paint more if you just feel Mm -hmm. crazy. And... um, then we'll raffle it off at Nuffleween. And okay. somebody like, for yeah. example, we know Brian Two's coming to Oklahoma Bowl. If he painted a miniature and brought it to me, let's say he signed up yeah. and he, he saw me at Chaos Cup and handed over whatever model right. it is, he's also eligible for the draft or the, the drawing okay. for it. He doesn't have to be in person at Nuffleween. Yeah, we can mail it to people. Exactly. Um, but like the, the one requirement is, is that you have to paint a miniature, and you have to attend at least one of the SCARS events. So, therefore, somebody from England couldn't mm-hmm. – they could donate a miniature if they just really – I love the podcast. Let me donate a miniature. Right. But for them to have a chance to win the tournament, they would have to come play an Emerald City Cup or somewhere, mm-hmm. and then they're eligible for the okay. event. What do you think about that? I'm cool with that. Sounds so, uh, what I think what, what team? A, I don't know yet. I just should, thought of this today. Should we do a poll? We could do a small poll since Scars is a goblin. I thought, maybe we could do a goblin team if we wanted. I don't know yet. I will try to post something within you know, the next couple of weeks, probably between now and Oklahoma Bowl. Okay. I'll do that. In the, in, if you go to the Slurpee forums, even if you don't maybe like Slurpcast, you can go to the Slurpee forums, and we have a little forum in our own little mm-hmm. You know, neck of the woods in their forum that they so kindly give us. And uh, I'm going to start a thread there. And I I do this because I also really, for Oklahoma Bowl 5, I I think I want to do a legacy team if we can get enough participation. Right. Uh, We went to Chaos Cup and. uh, It's a very cool thing to do. It's awesome if you can get everybody to participate. So I will come up with the rules and probably have everybody turn this in because I don't want people to hand me miniatures the day of Nuffleween. I want that stuff in early. So I'll, I'll, but if if we have photos and we know that they have it, yeah. yeah well, I don't. I want them in the, hand. I know. It's I think I'm going make, to the tournament. We'll I, figure it out. I think I'm going to make the deadline like chaos cup time. Okay. That way it gets everybody on the ball and everything yeah. else. But I would like to try that if you let me. Yeah. That way I can help and uh, you know. I don't even know if I want to paint a miniature because I don't want to know. I don't want. <laughs> I want if I paint. I want my name in the hat because <laughs> those legacy teams are really you awesome. Can. I know. Well, we'll figure it out. I was we gonna can do random. Stuff. I haven't even talked to him yet, but I was gonna maybe talk to Kent because I know he's a good. He yeah. likes to paint and create figures and stuff, and yeah. we'll figure out a way. I was gonna talk to him about just kind of heading up the big state of Texas and me doing it okay. up here or something like that. So, anyways, sounds cool. I would like to make that announcement. How about that? Very good. A Scars Legacy team to be continued. Right. But now let's talk about Oklahoma Bull and Spikey. Okay, we went over everything, didn't we? No. Because we made changes. Well, we kind of went over some stuff, but yes, we... We went we, over the whole damn rule set, didn't we? For both tournaments. Pretty much, but the <laughs> truth be told is is uh, we forgot to... We talked about changes that we forgot to put in the actual rules. Yeah, we have problems with that sometimes. So, we were making... I guess the truth is... is we, I guess if... Oh, also, if, if nobody noticed... We left in rules because we, we stole the initial rule set from Chaos Cup way back in the day. And in there, it said that NAF points 
will count for twice since it's a major. Right. That's what I was going to say. Was oh, you were. We are terrible proofreaders, and we found even more problems. Yeah, so, that was in there. Every tournament we've probably ran since the first one, <laughs> and no one's ever caught it. So uh, we also wanted to change the schedule from the very get-go, and we forgot to do it. And at that time, we noticed, but we just said, ah, yeah, leave, leave it in there. It's too late now. We were kind of testing it with uh, with Critable to see how it worked getting there earlier and getting things finished up, and it worked much better. So if you're coming to Oklahoma Bowl or Spikey, you might want to go check the rules again. We're going to start earlier. Do you have that in front of you? No. It should be uh, oh, versions 1.2 on both of them, right? Yeah, it's 1.2 on both of them. You can go to the website, oklahomabowl.com. Um, I encourage people, um, since we're doing this announcement, we're giving a little extra time for those people to sign up. If they want to sign up early for the discounted price, um, the orc team that we have is fabulous looking to give away. If you sign up for both events, whether you play both events is up to you. We have 21 people so far paid and said they're coming. We have people from California, Mr. Zoot Suit Jeff, the Looney Shaman. We have Shaman's confirmed, right? Yeah. Oh, he hasn't paid yet? Yeah, he's got a. He's working Stuff something going out. On, okay, so. he he wants to come. He said he's probably coming, and I think he booked a flight even to oh, Dallas okay. for whatever wow. reason. Well, Zoot Suit's coming for sure. Yeah. So if you've uh, seen him at Cast Cup or some of the other big events, West Coast Quake, which it's kind of dumb, but it's really awesome because I remember listening to Zlurpcast back in the day and hearing Zoot Suit Jeff. And I was like, "This what? Zoot Suit <laughs> Jeff? What the?" And then to go and see him at a tournament, I'm like, dude, I know that guy. Because he had a zoot suit on. He had a zoot suit on. I've heard <laughs> about him from the... Uh... He's looking at the computer. That's why he can't talk. I can't. And... I'm trying to clear my... I can't pull up the information okay, because well, that's it's got fine. the old one. That's fine. But I was like, I know that guy from the podcast. That's really cool. And now he's coming to one of ours. Right. Uh, Brian Two's coming. We're like badass now. Two-time Oklahoma Bowl champ. And he's not playing. And one-time Chaos Cup champion. He's not playing his... He didn't uh, win North... Chaos. He didn't win... Brian, too, did. Oh, we had him Chaos on here. Cup. Never mind. I thought, I thought you were talking about Spikey. That's my bad. Oh, no, no, no. Like, no. he never won Spikey. Um, two time. Yeah, I mean, so anyways, uh, Brian, too, coming. He's not bringing uh, Chaos Dwarves. Supposedly, it's Slon. Yeah. So... Um, believe it when we see it. Yeah, yeah, I'll believe that. He's probably... I'm going to try Norse again. Two-time champ. Spiky Champ, uh, Matt McMatt's coming up from uh, Texas to defend his title again. He's probably bringing the orcs, and I don't blame him. And don't let that scare you off. If you don't want to play him, just give me like five bucks. I'll make sure you don't play yeah, him. Yeah, we have a lot of people that pitch into that. And yeah. We, we use that to eat dinner, so we, like we appreciate $1,000 last year. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we have? We have the 3 die Bot guys coming. Yep. They're coming down from Iowa City, Iowa. No Blood Bowl God, though. The Blood Bowl got Tim Lines is not coming. No. He said he's going to try to make it next year. What? We might have someone from Canada coming. He's going to try. Can, can I spoil it? Keggy McKill might be coming down to visit the, the man ginger, himself, the Ginger Badger House, and he's already claimed a spot sleeping with Drew. Oh, sorry. Well, that's better. I guess that was the safe thing. Now he the thing is, if he you were sleeping you. with Drew, then all three of you is sleeping together. Ooh. Well, I get Drew on Saturday. If he gets him on Friday. That'd be like a Halloween Oreo. Really? Where it's orange on the outside and brunette in the middle. 
Is that right? Is that how that works? You can call it whatever you want to call it. Who else do we have coming? Because we have everybody coming from out of state, but not many people from the yeah, we got a, <laughs> the land of Oklahoma. Got a buddy the from land Colorado of Southern coming. Jill. Um, yeah, Colorado guy. Paul. As Louisiana. always, Michael. Yeah, we got, them, we got them piling in. We want to break. I, I say all these numbers, and I tell you all these people that are coming in from out of town, because we want to break 30 this year. It would be awesome if we did. We want to. Steve's going to get a tattoo if we break 30. No, that's a 50. Oh, come on. <laughs> adventurous just a little boat down block the little block skull thing just one of the the little ones not on my hand no not on your hand so you're pointing to your hand oh okay i thought we get 40 i'll shave my head or get a tattoo Ooh, you know that's not gonna happen that's why i said 40 (laughs) now next year it might happen Five years anniversary. We hope that this keeps continuing to grow. So maybe I won't lose money then. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we keep spending money on upgrades. We have also upgraded all the trophies. If you look in the, yeah. the rule book, we're going all trophies this year. There's no uh, paper certificates. So if you come out and win best defense, you will get a trophy. Yep. If you come out and win um, best offense, you get a trophy. May even have a secret trophy. Maybe have a secret trophy. There might be something that um, you should plan for. <laughs> I don't know. There probably maybe. is something you should plan for. Maybe. Like I don't know. Come to Oklahoma Bowl. Hurry up and sign up. All right. So as to the rules uh, for Spiky Cup, the death roller that everybody gets, if it gets casualtyed in the first half, then it goes into the pit shop and it gets fixed or healed. And it's ready to go in the second half. Yeah, we realized we forgot that in the first initial. Uh, well, we were kind of going back and forth on the best way of doing things, and Sarge actually came up with the idea. So, yeah. So, anyways, it's in there now, uh, so it's really clear. So, for some bad reason, if you get your uh, your little war machine hurt and play mm-hmm. one, you get them to start the second half. So. Yeah. Um, and timing wise. I think each day the tournament is going well. We'll be there probably early, but registration will start at 8 a.m. and end at 8:15 or around there. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody should have already registered, so right. Just come in, give me your stuff, grab your bag of stuff, walk off, and, and we'll, kick off at 8:30. Uh, round one will be at 8:30. Yeah. Okay. So we moved that. I think it was nine o'clock on the last one. So yeah, it kind of moved everything up, and it makes it easier. So that now lunch is at 12:45, or sooner if you finish your second game, mm-hmm. which allows it to be more at lunchtime, and then we're finishing up the day at 6:45. Yeah, it's not bad at all for Oklahoma Bowl, anyways. Yeah, we might have to find a new place to uh, maybe do an after party since the place we went to last year burnt down. Sure did. <laughs> and why did it burn down? Well. I don't know. <laughs> Playing dumb? <laughs> We're going to just let that be. Yeah, they didn't steal your gift card or anything? I don't know that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Scott lost a gift card and says that they took it. That's Not only, that they took it. but That's the only place I could have left it. But and now it's burned down. But now it's burned down. And uh, using the same schedule for Spikey, we actually end that at 4.15 or maybe sooner. So if you're flying in, you need to fly out, and the last plane's at six. Hopefully, you we can, can make get it. You out of there, yeah. yeah, we should be able to make it. Hopefully, 
we'll figure something out. And finally up on the last thing we need to talk about for tournaments, uh, we just real quickly, we're going to go over a uh, critter bowl that was held in January. Uh, we, it was another baby shower tournament. Um, Sarge wanted me to uh, tell everybody, thank you very much for chipping in, you know, sending money, everything else. Uh, him and his wife really appreciate it. There was eight of us in attendance. Um, even uh, Mike Carpenter drove up by himself all the way from Austin, played the tournament, and then drove home by himself. Um, Dude's dedicated. Definitely dedicated. We had a good time. I think I think Mike had a good time, too. Yeah, he did. He seemed like did it. You know, he, Everybody had fun. Yeah, we'll he, always do. He finished second. I posted the results on Facebook, but okay. uh, briefly, I just kind of wanted to go over my games just in case anybody cared. Uh, round one, I played uh, Scott Hess. I played a Nurgle team. I had the Darkota Seawolves. So far, I played all the Elf teams at Critter Bowl only. Cool. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see if that continues. I truly doubt it, but maybe. Um, so, uh, I had the Dakota Seawolves. I had the three Blitzers, uh, Witch Elf, and then the rest Linemen. I beat him 2 nothing. I went on to play uh, our friend Brian Hill from our, our league. He had his uh, human team, the Reekland Rhinos. We uh, tied 1-1. to I will say whoever – we used some of the balls that people created. We talked about that in a couple podcasts mm-hmm. ago. The uh, fire badger ball or what, the ginger badger ball, the one that got on fire and it heated <laughs> up and you had to roll before you moved and it was a one. It was the worst ball in the it world. Would, you would drop it out of your hands and cause a turnover. Well, let me tell you something. In that game against Brian Wiles, one-to-one, it should have been three-to-one. But on the last play – of two different halves, I couldn't walk into the end zone because of the ball. It was too hot, and I was out of re-rolls both times. So that's pretty wonderful. I appreciate whoever created that ball and talked to me into putting that <laughs> on the chart. I then went on to play uh, our buddy Alan, the triple nipple, with his Norse team. Uh, I won uh, either 2 nothing or 2-1, to one, I can't remember. And then finally I played uh, Mike in what was called the New Ketza. The uh, Croak A Cooler New Ketza Bowl, which uh, round four in uh, Critter Bowl, everybody plays a bowl game. That way, if you didn't win any games, at the very least, you can go home and say I was the runner-up in whatever bowl you played in. So uh, we played in, in what they, we used the ball, the Crystal Skull Ball, that gave us leap yeah. the ball carrier. Um, me and Mike had a great battle. It was one-to-one really late in the game. Uh, Mike had me. I was pretty much dead, and I I didn't know if I should run or go for it, and I went ahead and I thought, I have the crystal skull ball. I'll just leap over the line and score. You know, I have a good chance, <laughs> as long as I roll three or better. Sure. Uh, and of course, I rolled a two. I had no re-rolls, and Mike did the improbable. Um, I believe it was in the rain, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong on that, but... I thought we had weather. I, I could be wrong, but he picked up the ball. He went the whole field in one play. He threw a long bomb, yeah. caught it, walked in for the touchdown. A well-earned victory for Mike. It put him in a, propelled him to second place in the tournament. Uh, great game, great fun, and I regret trying to jump over his line <laughs> to this day. But, hey, I had to if, – if I won the game, then I won the tournament. So uh, it was uh, – a Great job on his end too. He had he he put forced me into a spot where I had to make a decision, and it was really fun. Uh, his orcs are a very tough team. So 
well played, good tournament. So I am the uh, new Kitsa, I'm the new Kitsa Bowl uh, runner up. Why well, Mike won the new Kitsa Bowl? That's good. So how'd you do? Well, or do you remember? Um, I didn't, but I was able to pull it up on the internet. So oh, okay. yay me! I played the Uskalak United, which was my Chaos Dwarf team, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all named after um, the soccer team, the United. Okay. okay. Um, which I don't know anything about, but you know Manchester is not my thing. I'll just I got gotcha. you. Whatever. You tried something different. Sure. Um, my first game, I went up against Allen. He had his Norse team. He put a lot of frenzy on his team. He wanted that to be his thing, you know, push people around. He then was getting annoyed that I kept falling down, and he couldn't push me out of bounds. <laughs> so not only am I getting knocked down, I get him upset that he's knocking me down. It's like, ah, I'm like, yeah, it's so hard for you. You're knocking me down. But uh, tied that one one-to-one. The second game, I also played Mike and his orcs. That one, very tough game. I don't think that... I think something screwed me over, but I don't remember what it was. Probably just my playing. Uh, tied, one-to-one. Uh, then played the father-to-be, Sarge. Mm-hmm. And Sarge went from... Was it first round where he got pitch cleared, where he dominated? First round, he beat Mike, if I yeah. remember correctly. he dominated. He got a ton of casualties with his goblin team. Right. Just a ton. Yeah, he was Insane. in the league, league for a while. In the lead for a while in casualties. And then his second round, he got pitch cleared. And then his third round, he got pitch cleared. That, but by you. That game ended so fast. Um, I scored in the first half, and then the second half... Had his I had the pitch cleared at like turn three, and I just was like, "Well, I'm going to sit at the end zone until turn eight. So, dunk. <laughs> so we had like an hour and some to go. So, and then so we both done something to the same person. We both we something we never thought we'd actually do. One pitch clear somebody. I've never before. I've done it before. Oh, you have yeah. before, before him. Who did you do that to? I did in the league. I'm talking about tournaments. League and tournament play is totally different. I did in the tournament? I don't know. I almost did it to you in the league. Yeah, but you didn't. Yeah, I couldn't get one tree man out. Well, how'd it get better? Yep. Um, and then what was the other thing? you? Oh, last last you, game. No, you were saying we each did something that... A pitch cleared somebody at a tournament. It was the same oh. guy. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, then the last game was against... The Rhinos, Brian's human team. Okay. That was the ugliest game in recorded history. So for some reason, Brian decided to go into this game, and I don't know if he thought he was just going to be funny or he thought, what the hell? But he called everything. Like, I'm going to make a block here, and then I'm going to hurt him. And then he would roll the dice, and he'd block him, and then he'd roll the the armor dice, and And he would hurt him. And I, I was, like, in a commanding lead, and then he's like, well, I'm just going to dodge through three tackle zones and knock you down, pick up the ball. He went through three tackle zones, picked, knocked me down, yeah. picked up the ball. Once he got in that mode of, <laughs> I he's like, I well, care. I'm going to throw with three tackle zones on me and catch it on the long bomb. Freaking did it. Yeah. Yeah. I could do nothing. I sculled out. I couldn't dodge. Every time I used a reroll, it did not matter at all. 
it was a horrible game. And it was just one of those things like, okay, you know what? This is your game. I'm not even here. Just do whatever. And as fate would have it, yeah, um, you got pretty angry. I don't know oh, if you got... Yeah. I was getting really horrible dice rolls. <laughs> really horrible. So I was... To cut the tension, I wasn't really as mad. I mean, I was super mad, but not like really pissed off throw, dice throwing mad. But I decided to throw my dice. And I went to throw them in the other room. Well, I didn't want them to like actually hit tables and go into the other other room or anything. So I thought I'd arc them and just like kind of go over and down onto the <laughs> ground. Well, I put too much power on them and it hit the the oh. wall above the door, bounced <laughs> off and came back to my table and I think it hit me. Steve was about I couldn't m- even hit a door. Maybe 6 feet away from a, not just a door. Double wide. Double wide doors. Yeah. And all you had to do was like sling them. Yeah. Or headbutt them or mm-hmm. something. Anything. Hacky sack them over there. I, I did too much and power at a high arc and it hit the top and bounced back. He missed. But but you were right. <sighs> it, was... it, it felt like Brian's day. And Brian ended up winning through the tiebreakers and yeah. stuff. He won the tournament. Yeah, he did. Uh, Brian was first. Uh, Mike was second. Scott Hess came in third, if I remember correctly. I think so. Uh, I got best defense. You got best offense. You got best defense, which is odd for you, and I got best offense, which was odd for me. I don't think I. I've, I've never got an offense one before, and I don't think you ever had a defense one before. Oh, maybe one. not. That's why I thought they were odd. Well, and then um, it does kind of trickle down. So, well, that's true too. I'll take it. But yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, I think Sarge got a stunty stunty cup, and uh, Kevin Williams got uh, the poopy diaper award yes, for last place. And who am I missing here? Uh, Alan got Alan. something. He got casualties. Most brutal. Yeah. Uh, so it it was a small tournament, eight people, but we had a lot of fun. Yeah. We had pizza come in. It was it was a great time. And we like I said, Sarge wanted to really make sure everybody knew that they, thanks for coming out. They did not cut our pizza. Yeah, we ordered pizzas. And we even tried to crooked, get like... Crooked crust. And they didn't cut our pizza. Crooked crust was supposed to be the ones we used last time we had a, a, a critical... And they screwed me on the deal. They gave me a deal on the phone, and then I called it in that day, talked to the manager, and he's like, no, we don't do that. What? No, we don't do that. But you, I just had it. Cl- <sighs> so then I went to Pizza Shuttle. Pizza Shuttle was good. They worked it, everything. Well, we let Sarge pick. Sarge decided he wanted to try Crooked Crust since we haven't had it. Scott calls it in, and um, yeah. They didn't bother to cut the damn thing. And they don't have a delivery service. No. So, therefore, we can't even call them and say, hey, can you come back and get these? They're not cut mm-hmm. or anything else. So, that was fairly interesting. Yeah, Three so pizzas, uncut. So, don't do Crooked Crust. No. Go to Pizza Shuttle yes. from now on. <laughs> anything else we got under Tournament Talk, Steve? Well, Pizza Shuttle has a new deal going on. That, no. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be right back after some snob comedy. Hi, everybody. I'm Snob Costas, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today, 
They're just nasty, nasty boys. It's long been known that Blood Bowl is a sinister sport. Some teams resort to fouling their opponents to get an edge, and some cheat. Some count on just pounding their opposers into the astrogranite. But... Did you know? The nastiest team of all is the Dark Side Cowboys. They aren't the strongest, they aren't the craftiest, and they frankly aren't the most talented of teams. It is unknown exactly when the Dark Side Cowboys were first formed. When the Ulthuan Embers, a high elf team, were traveling to the Chaos Cup, which in the year of 2422 was held in the Iron Frost Glacier, there were rumors about a team that was so evil that three different colleges of magic were banding together to ensure that they couldn't come to the Chaos Cup. The Wizarding Schools prevailed, and the Chaos Cup occurred with minimal incident. But in the next year, a new team arrived at the Spike Magazine Tournament. This Dark Elf team showed up color-coded, quiet, proper, and professional. But in their first game against the Mount Thug Thuggers, an ogre squad, the Dark Elves showed their true form. As one ogre tried to block a witch elf, she slid down and tripped the beast. Then two line elves came by and gouged out its eyes. A little later, another dark elf came behind a different ogre, stabbed it with a knife, turned it upwards, and then severed its spinal cord. A third incident saw one of the dark elf blitzers take the ball, jam it into a snotling's open mouth, and proceed to throw the ball into the stands knowing full well that the snotling would not survive the crowd's bloodthirst. When the game was over, the Thuggers retired from Blood Bowl forever. Later in the tournament, the Cowboys played against the Embers. The High Elves aimed to duck out of the tournament before they lost their lives, but the Cowboys wouldn't oblige. They got wind of the Embers' desire to withdraw and impaled every last High Elf with a spiked ball in their sleep. Commissioner Jim Thorpe, tried to do something about the rogue team, but he was powerless. The Cowboys were so evil and so bloodthirsty that the fans just loved them. They made more money in appearances than all of the rest of the Blood Bowl world combined. When Thorpe warned the Cowboys that they would be forbidden from playing any other tournaments if they didn't curb their enthusiasm, fans lined up at the commissioner's office and burned the building to the ground. Thorpe was forced to recant his demand and the Cowboys lived on to gore, maim, and demoralize their future opponents. So now you know what I know. This is Snob Costas. Okay, now it's time for shout-ups. Shout-outs! Your prime? No, that is not get included. That doesn't get included. No, you can do the other part. That's not staying. Okay, that's fine. Okay, it's just not. making sure everybody remembers it's your prime. Okay. Speaking of, yes, um, Mr. Keggy McKill on Twitter said that he's not a primate. Right, he, he's, that. he's not. He just doesn't embrace the name of him just being like a, a monkey, which is fine. I yeah. get that. Uh, he said that he prefers to be called a. A fat family. Right. So he's a family. He's a family. Like fat family. Mm-hmm. Get it? So Can that's interesting. Call him the fat family? F- fat fanny? Fat family. Call him fat family? So he's a fat family? 
I guess he could be a fat family. That, so he's not a monkey. Now he's fat. He's just fat. That's okay. A, that's okay. I mean, if you want to not, you want to be a fan of me and be called a fat family, that's fine. I think he said he was a Kilowagian. Oh, I, with. I know that. Aren't we all? Every every person that visits Glory Holes is a Kilowagian, and that's fine with me. I accept that I've that's what I've seen a lot do. of really hot porn that does that, so... Okay. Dude, if if those <laughs> gentlemen doing that are hot to you, that, that's very fine. <laughs> oh, so sad. We are retarded. We almost make it through the whole podcast being clean, and then we go, boom, glory hole. Still kind of clean. Yeah. So you, when you get on your knees and you preach glory of God through a little No, hole. don't start bashing the church now. That's not even bashing the church. I know, but you're going somewhere I don't want you to go. Anyways... Let's talk about some shout-outs. Okay. Shout-outs! I'd like to thank Matt Vanderby and Jeremy Morse, otherwise known as the Siggy Llama, for coming on to the podcast for a great interview and a fun time and about four hours of talking after the interview. wasn't quite that long, but it felt like it. In a good way, though. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, because we were really hungry. We hadn't eaten that night. That's what... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we hadn't eaten, and we're like, well, we'll just eat afterwards, and then... Got to talking, got to talking, got to talking. It's like, oh, well, you know what? We need to go eat. And that was right before Dog Bowl, which... Siggy. If he heard of him, did he talk about it in... In in his podcast? Like in our thing. Did he talk about Dog Bowl? He talked about going to Dog Bowl. I don't know. I can't remember if that was part of the podcast or afterwards. I don't remember, but we recorded it the night before Dog Bowl, and he won Dog Bowl once again. He repeated. Yep. A repeat champ with a cast pack. Yeah. The Dayoop Frozen Flames. Very so, cool. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Mr. I don't know if it's Tim Walker or Timothy Walker. It's Tim. He's down in Texas. Um, friend of the podcast. He's a uh, big fan. <laughs> big fan. According to him, he's listening to like every episode four times a day or something like that. I, I'm exaggerating some. but He found out about the podcast, um, I want to say two weeks ago now, and he's gone through them all. That's pretty amazing. He's messaging, messaging us about oh, excited about Oklahoma. He, he he's dying to be both down approved, and I had to break the news to him that really it's just my silly opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, "How do I be both down approved?" I was like, "Dude, I just pretty much got to like whatever it is." And but we have stickers. We so. do have stickers. and We have stamps. So yeah. I can if I do enjoy. This is the bad thing though. Some people really get kind of butt hurt if they go, "What do you think about this?" And mm-hmm. I go like. Not feeling that. And then they're like, well, you're a douchebag. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. You asked. You know. What do you want? I don't I don't want to talk about the Frankfurt Frankenberries. I don't, that, mm-hmm. That's not both down approved to me unless you have a great fluff story behind it. But uh, Tim sounds like he's on his way. He has an idea and he talked about it. And we'll see what he comes up with when he yeah. comes to Oklahoma Bowl. But I'm glad he le- likes the uh, podcast and just give a... Uh, and he said that up. he wanted to do a rap song. And I was like, no, we don't need to encourage uh, any other rap oh. artists. So. Oh, no. You need to play his rap song at the end of this podcast. Well, it's not his rap song. but Yeah. It's not his? Well, okay. Yeah, that. Oh. Well, it's more of a parody. I thought he was, he was wanting to do an original rap battle with I listened to it. He, the other person. Yeah, it was not too bad. Yeah, it was good. So, hats off. Yeah, we might do that at the end. <clears throat> I think you better. Yeah, I got nothing else to do, so. Why not? Um, who else are we going to shout out? I'd like to thank again Roll Jordan for being so awesome. Uh, go to RollJordan.com and check out everything they have. Their store is finally back up, so you can see all that they have. 
he's been busy with a lot of Kickstarter stuff, but uh, he's going to. Not sure exactly how we're going to work it out because I don't think we have time for Oklahoma, but uh, he's going to sponsor, like I said, the Scars series and probably Neville Ween, So, like to uh, shout out uh, Malcolm Butler who uh, intercepted the pass. Isn't that his name? I, I'm, I, see, I already forgot so you. I don't know if it was him. Did you see that the guy, there was another butler who plays in the NFL uh, that was getting tweeted, like, congratulations from I, I fans? Believe, I believe it's Malcolm Butler for the New England Patriots. Okay. Regardless, Mr. Butler, But yeah, thank you <laughs> so much because the scream that was heard through Oklahoma was just amazing. Yeah, he scared his kids. Oh, yes. That like, happened. What happened? That happened, and I screamed. Oh, it was just a primal. It was awesome. It was, that prime. was a great feeling. I'd like to also thank Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, who I'm sure are big fans of the podcast, and everybody out there in Patriots Nation. I'd like to thank Belichick's daughter for giving one creepy-ass photo. Oh, that was a, a, a gorgeous kiss. Just right on the lips. you got to use some tongue if you really love somebody. Can't keep it in your pants. Keep it in the family. <laughs> oh my gosh we try to bottle it up so much and keep it <laughs> off the podcast but it eventually just comes out yeah um i don't think i have any other shout outs that i can think of right off the hand uh, nate beam and brian mitchell for helping get the scars created um i think that's it right. i don't know it, we've it, been busy with oklahoma stuff so all right, well, it's time to if go. If we forgot you, just like on the Grammys or anything, if we forgot you, we really should have given it you to know, Beyonce. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Next time Brian 2 wins a tournament, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to take yo. his tournament and go like, you don't deserve this and tell him why. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? You should. <laughs> I'm sure he'll really appreciate that and not just smack <laughs> you down. Yeah, I told him about the regional thing, about how that he and I have to fight over... New Mexico and Colorado. What do you say? Let's play no, for it. I told him, you know, I was playing it up like a cowboy thing. You're stepping into my territories, partner. I was like, and don't make us have to fight about this. Because if we do, then you're obviously going to win because you got like a six-inch reach on me. Oh, yeah. D- yeah. Dude, that guy is like a secret agent spy Mormon guy. He kills people. Oh, probably. Yeah. But he does not get excommunicated like some podcasters do. Why, why would he? I don't know. He's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Very well. Uh, that's all we got for this month. Join us next month for the prelude to Oklahoma Bowl. Or if that doesn't happen, the aftermath of the Oklahoma Bowl. <laughs> or something in between. We don't really know. You can follow Both Down on Twitter, at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. All right, all right. You know what this is? A big scan.